1: The ball, the the balls of Tal Sing say no. The, the tales of Bossing say uh, was that is a totally different show. <laughs> it really is.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins.
1: Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dwyer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Anthony Hughes, the
3: Plant Mother.
1: We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. You're that- a horrible plant mother. I don't know that what- you want to be a plant mom.
3: <laughs> well... I was just thinking, is that the fastest we've ever referenced the outtakes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably not.
3: No,
2: you, you, I thought you usually referenced the outtakes Dang it. You, No, but that was you instantly.
3: Intro. That was instantly oh, in the intro. Oh, like we
2: just talked about that. That Ugh. wasn't something we talked about an hour ago. No, I no, don't
3: know. No, you, I, you,
1: you've definitely done that before.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I want to believe I'm going to be a good plant mother to my new plants that I have. I, I have to believe in myself.
1: You do it. You just keep believing that and, and maybe it'll be true. <laughs> And in the outtakes, you you can hear about naked ladies with bushes from Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) That is true as well. That is true. Hey, let's just go over all the outtakes before we start the show. (laughs) Why not? You know, let's just redo them (laughs) all. We... We, the
2: Denae's greenhouse owner does not know the difference between Seymour and Audrey too. <laughs> uh,
1: he probably, he probably calls it Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein's monster too. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, I heard, you know, actually, I actually heard, I don't know, well, I can't talk, I don't remember what the specific thing was, but like the reason, like I heard like this whole diatribe on why calling the monster Frankenstein is actually correct, but uh grammatically but whatever i I can't remember what the specifics were and it was annoying so (laughs) it's so (laughs) annoying when people um actually you and correct you on things can you
1: imagine being around people whose job it was to do um actuallys uh that'd be just we
3: should we should do an um actually script like the entirety of the script is just all um actuallys
1: yeah it just, like, that should be, uh, you know, next time we introduce a narrator or something, that should just be their thing. Just every sin starts <laughs> um, with, um, actually. actually.
3: God, how fast would we get unsubbed on, right? on, like, a mass level? Yeah.
1: It is definitely the beauty and pain of what we do here in the Sins mm-hmm. universe. For sure. For sure. Gotta
3: find that balance.
1: Uh, speaking of beauty uh, and not so much pain... Uh, thank you to our Sin Club members. Uh, we've been kind of kicking off our, our shows by thanking those who actually support what goes on in the Sins universe. And uh, if you are one of those Sin Club members, thank you so much. Hope you're enjoying all the thank yous that we send your way through like early videos, extra podcast, extra videos. There's one extra video each month. Um, merch discounts, all sorts of fun stuff that we like to send uh, to our Sin Club members. Plus there's kind of a fun little community there too. I'll notice when we post a video early there's a lot of comments and conversation and that kind of stuff that's that's really fun too so nice little budding community and we'd love for you to be a part of it if you haven't thought about sin club membership you like the cinema sins universe uh, maybe that's something that you want to go check out just go to the page it's at patreon patreon.com slash cinema and if you go there uh, you'll see a list of the different levels of membership and kind of the fun thank yous that come with each level and you can kind of decide for yourself if that's something uh, that you want to do in a, a club that you want want to be a part of uh, so we certainly invite you you can go direct to the website patreon.com slash or just go to cinema and click on membership and it uh, should get you there as well
2: i was on discord yesterday and i got to have a conversation about eating cheetos with chopsticks that's right and the show criminal on netflix that's true and i (laughs) and i should say i
1: don't know if that was in a sin club channel or not but a lot of the channels on discord are Mm -hmm. for our sin club members so you know that's another thing you can integrate with your membership uh on discord and kind of have access to all the different channels so very fun. I believe it was
2: behind the scenes, but it could have been pets. I have no idea. I just <laughs> randomly ended up in a channel that about, somebody
1: was. You're talking about Cheetos and Doritos in so... the pets channel.
2: <laughs> we have
3: a food channel. I just. <laughs> we
2: literally have a channel. No, I think it was behind food. the scenes because yeah. I think they were listening to the the podcast and they sent me a message nice. or they tagged me in a message. Yeah. Uh, and then I had somebody on Twitter tell me that they ate Doritos with chopsticks and then and then jeremy told us why he didn't eat ribs
1: so it was, it was all very exciting
3: <laughs> it was all very exciting it was a very full day for john <laughs>
1: it's all about the finger foods yeah <laughs> uh all right let's get into it let's kick it off with the inside scoop what's he building in there Going to take a look at the videos from the week. The process of sending them, how we felt about the uh, stuff that we're sending in general. Uh, we like to start in the TV sins universe and Avatar: Tales of Bossing Say. Probably. I- I think this is the most popular episode of the series um, and I think there are many really? reasons for that but uh if you didn't know that before we put out the video <laughs> then you maybe know it after reading the comments uh so yeah this is this one is very much a fan favorite and uh, we're glad to kind of take our look at it there was and one
3: rightfully com- so it's so good I,
1: I remember there was one comment that was like it was it was so funny because you could almost hear the concern in their voice and it was like guys no reason Really, you shouldn't have done this one like you know like usually i get that's a joke but no really you should have stayed away
3: <laughs> yeah
1: man and i gotta say people were really
2: bummed out too because this was also the week netflix announced they weren't going forward with the live action oh. avatar oh yeah, yeah it's and, a bad and, and yeah for and you, avatar. And you showed but i'm like but you have the, this one so i mean why why is that a bad thing necessarily? it's not
1: i mean over i mean overall i really think uh last airbender live action could be really cool and really fun oh, okay. i would love okay. to see a live action version of this story um and also if for no other reason than to wash the taste out of our mouths of that non-existent <laughs> movie that was never made by one of my favorite directors who never made that movie um so it yeah. might come back though it might come back
2: well, i mean I the, that lord of the rings thing in amazon has gone away and come back like five times now so but
3: I read an article that didn't indicate that it wasn't going to be moving forward. No,
1: they're still moving forward. That's the problem. The creators said split uh, based on creative differences, which is like the death sign for me because that's kind of the whole thing with the movie was just like they weren't involved and you can tell. So yeah. yeah. So you're saying the actual Avatar creators are no longer Correct. involved. Correct. They stepped away. Yeah, that,
2: I could see that being discouraging to fans. Yeah. Um, this episode was 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 pretty good. I like anthology. I'm a big anthology fan, and uh, so that's always interesting to me. I think, like most anthologies, it had some. You know, some stories are better than others, but uh, mm-hmm. but I can see why people. I can see why people would enjoy this.
1: Yeah, I I agree. It's one of my favorites as well. Um, the uh, Uncle Iroh story is is really <laughs> powerful. It's so powerful, and it's so well done. And um, you know, there's um,
3: I, th- that that I know you mentioned in the comments, but they're all about almost all of them about Iro 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 specifically. Yeah, like like I'm so proud of this community for criticizing the lack of sins that were taken off for Uncle Iroh's story. <laughs> and so then let's there's four hundred and two that's what we you do know, on this like, show,
1: right? We talk about this stuff and we've often said we're not, you know, uh, TV remove a sin are TV sins, right? Like we, mm-hmm. you know, you know what we do. However, well, if our overall goal is to please the audience, well not please the audience, but entertain the audience, right? Like if we want to entertain the audience, is there something better in that moment about taking off three sins instead of one? Like is that something you know, we should have done? What do you guys think? Because I, I kind of almost lean that way.
2: I know this is the first time I ever watched this, so I didn't have the attachment that other people do. When I saw him go sing to that kid, the sin that's in there about like why is he fucking de- why is he butting in with this mom dealing mm-hmm. with her kid because that would piss me off. That was the only thing I thought of and then apparently everybody else is like oh that song's so beautiful and and then I felt like an asshole.
1: Well no, it is but I think I think if I had it to do over again, me personally mm-hmm. and everybody can have their own opinions. If I had it to do yeah. over again, I think I would have taken 3 sins off because we add a sin for his singing because he's such a horrible singer like you know, it's not like, you know, great Which like, he's not. In, in tune or whatever. <laughs> um it's pretty Sorry. bad it's it's like not no, great singing is it isn't. no you're feeling the emotion the actual singing is is pretty poor in my opinion in my opinion listen okay, i'll be the simon mr. cowell here if i need to be
3: mr like like professional singer i bad singing let me tell you about my friend who shall remain nameless god bless her she might listen to this show
2: oh i thought you were just talking about me because i'm a singer
3: when we're when we used to hang out like Music in the car, driving around, she's completely tone deaf. Mm -hmm. Never a note even close to right. And I come from a singing family. It's painful, Mm -hmm. painful to listen to her sing. But she sings with such joy Mm -hmm. that I loved it. She's one of my favorite singers. I know it sounds like cliche, but she just sings with such joy. Mm -hmm. So kind of like, you know, it kind of counteracts itself. She has no Ability to sing Iroh did a great job No I, You need to he, listen
1: to it again I think I, I think you need to listen to it again Cause I think He was also
3: Sobbing his face off <laughs> do you know how hard it is sing no, on key while you're baby. sobbing your face no, off when he was
1: calming the baby Look, i don't want to go into this too much but i will say if we're <laughs> gonna send a if we're gonna send a prairie dog for being slightly under a note we have to send Iroh <laughs> as well like
2: we've set <laughs> st- should have also should have also sent him for being way too interested in zuko's date that was <laughs> weird yeah he's, that's right He was very very he was very pervy and a lot of relationship no. pressure there
1: no, yes, no. he was,
2: man. He was like, he's like, so did you guys, what did you guys do? Did so you guys back, get to uh, first base? What happened?
1: Back you to know, my point. Back to my point, <laughs> because I yeah. got interrupted midpoint. But back to my, didn't get interrupted. We're having a conversation. I apologize. Back to my point, <laughs> I was saying that. I wanted to take three sins off because we sinned the singing, and we needed the removal to be more powerful than that. I think. I think we like there was some indication that you know needed to be for us to say we get that overall this is more powerful than it is bad, and I think that was the issue that it was like one sin on, one sin off, and it's like so the balance was off a little bit. I think so. That's oh, maybe that's maybe yeah, were, why I would redo it, but yeah, there were a couple yeah, of sins that led Sims. up to it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I can see what what you're saying. I knew we were no matter what decision we made, we're totally fucked. Right? We could have taken three
1: off, and people would have said, "Take three hundred off." It yeah, needs absolutely. 10. Right?
3: Yeah. Um, or there need to be no sins. And I think I cannot remember. I forgot to copy it down. Um, but in I think it was either last week's episode or two weeks ago's Avatar episode. Somebody actually references, um, "Don't do bossing say," or if you do bossing say, you need to you know. Take sins off, or I'm emotionally preparing myself to hear Iroh on bossing say, like people were talking about that one, kind of knowing that it had to be coming or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I actually responded to somebody with something to the tune of prepare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because well, they it were... was
2: funny. <laughs> you had mentioned all those things after I had written my script. So I was like, ooh, I'm going to piss off everybody if everyone <laughs> keeps this shit in the script. <sighs>
3: uh, I I don't know that we could have done right, but I do think that there's a, because we know the story and because we're familiar with the story, I feel like we as fans want to give it something that it deserves. But we as Sins writers and also playing that delicate role of not 100% understanding everything that we're sinning, it's just a hard, it's a hard one to know if there's a quote unquote correct you know, response.
1: The, so the other thing I would uh, I would probably do differently is I probably would reference the in memoriam uh, that is a yeah. part of this episode. I think that is an you know another thing where that is a reason people love this episode. And oftentimes we'll talk about I think I think this is valuable to say. We'll talk about how when we send stuff, we want to make sure we hit the points that people remember, right? Like if there's a line from you know a show or a movie, uh, you know, if we know gonna, it, if yeah, yeah, if if we know it. <laughs> um, and that is definitely something people remember about this is that it was a tribute to the voice actor of Iroh uh, who died of throat cancer, I believe. Some He sort had of died cancer. when this episode aired initially
2: or more recently.
1: Um, well, they had them in memoriam on there. I'm not sure of the timeline. I'm, I'm honestly okay. not. But I know, you know, it says, you know, for Mako uh at the end um oh
2: mako was the voice i guess i didn't catch that so
1: yeah so it's kind of one of those things where yeah i mean uh, life is going to be like that and you know it is it is one where i'm not regret is too strong a word i don't regret anything we did i think we put out a great video i love this video in fact we're going to talk about uh, a lot of the fun we had in this video but i think just like with anything there are things you might you know, change if you had to do it over again. So that he would died
2: be in two thousand six of yeah, uh, esophagus. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's throat cancer. Yeah,
1: esophageal cancer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um so anyways, that's probably the main thing we probably need to talk of uh talk about right at the top, but there's plenty other here. Uh Danae, you haven't really expressed thoughts on the episode specifically. So um, yeah, s- think, since we wrote I on it, I, why uh, don't you do that and then just move into the video?
3: Well, I shadowed on this one. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice because I had a chance to just quickly kind of watch it just to make sure I was familiar with it so I could give kind of some general notes. And, man, I love this episode. So cool to see all of our friends doing little adventures in a big Mm -hmm. city. You know what I mean? Um, And this is the one that gives us that connection to Zuko trying to be like a normal person, like a normal young adult trying to find some normalcy in his life so but then we also are on that hunt for appa and that heartbreaking end so mm-hmm. it was just i don't know since it's, it's, it's been some time since i've watched the series it was it's fun to go back and just have those little touch points but um i thought you guys had a lot of fun in the script i enjoyed like all the different perspective i learned about uh night of kanga is that right <laughs> did i get that right
4: Mm-hmm. The, yes.
3: I, I was like i was like my note on that one was like i don't get this one but i'm sure you guys do <laughs> and that's a I jonathan guess it's a
1: movie. jonathan thing all the way
2: night night of the Lepus is just a really like infamous bad movie it's about killer rabbits that are like huge they're like these like giant like 200 pound rabbits that are like taking over this just google it it's hilarious no, don't i've google never it, actually danae. watched that
1: danae don't google it <laughs>
2: I'm not going to. No, it's like it's like B movie. It's like Godzilla with rabbits. It's silly. And uh I've never seen the movie. I'm just I'm just well aware of it because it's like like it's I just said, like it's kind of an infamous. Notoriously bad movie. horrible.
3: Yeah. Also as a as a shadow, you know, of getting to go in and, and see the sins as they're being combined together and tweaked and, you know, all that stuff. Um, the uh how is your night, Prince Zuko? And then the sin is Tell Me More, Tell Me More. I think I <laughs> made a comment on their like I don't remember what I said, but it was something like, you, I see, what, see you're
2: what you're doing there yeah. or something like that. <laughs> because
3: yeah. we're referencing the whole mm-hmm. Zuko thing again. Mm-hmm. And I think Jonathan, you replied with, that wasn't my sin. <laughs> like I was going No, it really wasn't. But
2: I was very impressed by it. I loved it. But no, I, so I can't take credit for it.
3: <laughs> I could almost tell, like, I felt like I was being personally trolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Denae, Denae
1: will do that note every once in a while on scripts. Like, I see you. I, I don't, see don't you're think doing. you're sneaking this by me. <laughs>
3: It was, it's still super fun. Um, I really liked that. I also really thought the um, one that you guys wrote in the script to give the editors the creativity to do the zooming and the angles for the, if you had one shot, one opportunity, would Mm -hmm. you capture it? Like that whole sin was just really fun to see them put together.
1: Here's here's the thing about that sin that uh, I love and that I think goes over the head of a lot of people. It literally is a haiku. Like, it's mm-hmm. five seven five, And it's one no, of those... I got that. It, well, but it's one of those things I was like, I should put an Eminem, you know, line here from Lose mm-hmm. Yourself or whatever, and then I'll turn it into a haiku. And I barely had to change... I think I had to change one syllable. It was already much. haiku. And I was like, oh, that's amazing.
3: <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that. Now I like it even more. (laughs) That whole scene with um, Sokka going into this like slam, like haiku slam poetry thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that part. But Jonathan, I know it drove you nuts.
2: (laughs) No, that was actually one of my favorite parts of this Oh, really? I thought it bothered you. I thought it was funny, yeah. Okay.
3: The the shittering monkey in the springtime, he Mm -hmm. climbs treetops and thinks himself tall. No, I thought that was pretty ingenious. So It's so like... That's so good. That's such a good slam. I mm-hmm. loved it. <laughs> um, no, and
2: Aaron wrote all the ones that were on there. I, I had something. I mean, because we both were thinking eight mile, but mm-hmm. uh, but Aaron just went a little more uh, with it. So, well, yeah, but I also that was that really she fun. Just
1: happens to have a plum up her sleeve, you know? Because of course, yeah. you do.
3: <laughs> I will say the the only other sin that I'll mention, I wrote down so many others, but the other sin that I'll mention is the the one I uh, I think it was Jonathan that points out that they let Toff continue to do her treatment after she like. Tears a wall yeah. out of the spa. Mm-hmm. It's just a fun catch. Like, wait, so she's still like getting to hang out after all this damage? I think yeah. the the joke was about insurance. You know, Bossing mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. insurance. So I thought that was really good.
1: Jonathan, what about you? Um, do they real
2: quick? Uh, you mentioned most of it because I had the haiku. I did like the uh, the one vignette per character. Thumbs the rules. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. Um, and then the whole um, oh, well, I wrote down. You might think that's okay. Oh yeah, the the snot bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might think it's okay, but it's not. It's um, not. And Aaron sent the pre I just think it's funny that we send previously on um, mm-hmm. stuff. So we're technically sending like a different episode. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's within this episode. Do they hang out in Boston, say for a while, though? Is that like a place they hang? And- uh, not for a super long time, but yeah, they're there for oh, a few okay. episodes. I just got from some of your sends that it made it sound like that they were probably going to be there for a minute.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah,
2: that's all I had. No, it was it was really fun to work on.
1: I've I've enjoyed these uh the observation that uh why doesn't katara have her own time in the morning i thought was great jonathan uh the uh and then the uh, momo off to the side drinking what i can only assume is warm pee uh made me laugh in that one uh more flower bending made me laugh uh was that a shadow ad yeah i can't okay yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. for some reason i thought maybe that was a shadow ad um so yeah that that made me laugh quite a bit uh the the gendering of manny petties was something I was proud I got in there? The idea that, you know, it, it's called Fancy Ladies and it's How You Be a Lady. That vignette is very interesting to me because they have that conversation at the end. And we kind of sent it. They have that conversation at, at the end about, you know, am I pretty? And they, they kind of say it doesn't matter. But then the whole thing is that she has gained, you know, like self-esteem from being prettied up. And so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was It was kind of an interesting against itself kind of message in a little bit. I, I you know I don't think it's like uh contradictory in a heavy way. I just think there's a there's an interesting thing to think about there about, you know, what makes someone beautiful and what is that segment they're, saying about they're it.
2: Kids too though, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're kids, yeah. right? All yeah. these people are kids. I mean that and that's a very different thing with little girls versus like adults. I mean I don't I think that's more if you look at it from their perspective, I mean that's just something they want to do. Well and culturally
3: and at the time I think yeah. that there is that expectation that Women are going to fulfill a certain role, and mm-hmm. so that's I, not the
1: expectation anymore. Really. <laughs> oh,
3: wait, think, I, I think. I think it still is. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is a kids' show. Um, as we have been told in the comments many times,
3: <laughs> it's a kid show, guys. It's a kid
1: show, guys. What are you What are you doing? This is a kid show. Oh, well, we do that sometimes. Uh, I hate that
2: excuse though. Like that's not. It's not an excuse. And it's it's because it's also very good. Right. I mean, it's. Yeah, absolutely. So You can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and be like, it's really quality stuff and then be like, well, you can't make fun of it because it's just a kid's show. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> How dare you?
3: <laughs> we, we we send Spongebob. We know no bounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> The we went to zoo section where uh, Ang makes a zoo um, was uh, Denae really helped with kind of wording that one about into more captivity. I thought that was really- that
2: whole th- yeah that zoo thing that whole zoo thing didn't made no sense. Like, right, that, that was part of the show I did not really care for. Like literally didn't care for because it was just weird and it was just like oh we got to have Aang do something. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's like him- you could have just not had Aang do something like that would have been okay. It, uh, is,
3: it is fun, though, to see him do like mass bending because you kind of I mean, I do like that you get to see that he's mastering all of these elements and yeah. to be able to create a habitat, multiple habitats. Uh that's a kind of a cool concept but it's absolutely sinable, especially with all the people just suddenly f- you know flowing out of the city to go see this new mm-hmm. zoo.
2: Mm-hmm. Well and then Rightfully Zoo we point Rightfully Rightfully Zoo what the hell is that Rightfully well, Zoo zo, we point zoo out later that um, yeah Rightfully Zoo that there's there's random animals still out and about like those tigers or whatever. And you're like, why aren't they in the zoo? Like are the Panthers or whatever mm-hmm. they were?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I loved also during that section, being able to uh, reference Joe, Joe exotic and tiger King, uh, and <laughs> yeah, t- tiger Dillo fine. King instead of tiger King. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to mention, uh, we have to give a shout out to the greatest cabbage farmer in the history of television. Uh, this is a huge avatar <laughs> fan reference. That cabbage farmer is in, several episodes I'm going to say at least four and Mm -hmm. bad things are always happening to him yes his poor
3: cart of cabbages his
1: poor cabbages and so he has the worst luck so the idea was that he deserves a sin off so we'll give him a sin off but then Sinny gives him a sin anyway and we're like yeah that sounds about right (laughs) (laughs) see
2: that's cool because that works like I didn't know that and that still works in the context of what happens but then I guess but then if you have that knowledge it's cool yeah it was fun
1: it was fun watching people kind of learn that in the context comments like people were like you know hey uh you said remove us in and then it added us in and then somebody would explain the joke to them and it was you know it was kind of fun to see people like oh that's you know that's clever that's fun or whatever so yeah
3: it says on a quick reddit search he's in four episode the king of omashu the waterbending scroll the serpents pass and the tales of bossing say
1: yeah so yep i'm glad we got to mention the cabbage farmer as well for
3: sure um
1: all right let's move on to spongebob uh idiot box this was a hughes watkins script uh do we have any more to say about the show spongebob it's just so random i will
2: say this was the first episode that i actually kind of got it like i thought this episode was genuinely funny Oh nice. Um and I don't know that I really I've kind of just been annoyed at the few we've done before this, but this yeah. one actually for some reason this one just struck my fancy. Or oh, that's I'm just cool. used to it. But um I just I loved <laughs> I just loved the innocence of SpongeBob and Patrick and the whole imagination thing and how irritated Squidward was getting. I just thought all that played really well. Yeah. And um and then even like just there were just those little things like where they finally like the whole like thing where they finally decided to let him, like when he finally got in the box. I like loved that whole little moment where he thought he was about to go wherever they were. And then they were just
1: like, beep, beep, beep. It was just so funny. It is really funny. It really is. Yeah, It can be. Uh,
3: I mean, it's a dumb show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, there's not a lot of substance in these shows. And, and for that reason, maybe it's an, an interesting kind of refresher because you don't watch it. To at least I don't watch Spongebob to have some deep revelation of self. No. It's like no. it's just silliness and it's easy to sin. Um, although we want to try to avoid sending the same things over and over again. But there's so much to, that just doesn't add up and you can find another angle like them shrinking and enlarging or. um is the cardboard box made of cardboard or is it wood? You know, like there's just stuff that you can always ask. So there's things you can kind of reach for. But as far as storyline and consistency and things like that, it, it's it's a strange one because it's just it's just dumb. It's just a I dumb think it's book.
2: interesting that most of most of our shows are either like 22 minutes or 43 minutes because we're usually yeah. doing 30 minute or hour shows. And those are usually like six, seven, eight minute videos. This was seven minutes. This is like a seven minute video,
1: and it's a 10 minute episode. <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> we definitely got a lot. We you basically will see happen. like the
1: entire episode. Yeah, <laughs> it, it will happen someday where the Sins video is longer than what we're sinning. That That is going to happen on TV Sins <laughs> it's at some come, point. we come close
2: in music video sins, I think. Well, it, I think uh, we've come pretty close to doing that there. But yeah, no, it, oh, that I just definitely, thought that was hilarious.
1: That definitely happens in music video sins. In fact, this uh, this week, the, the, the song and music video sins, the Sins video is over five minutes long the song's two and a half so i mean it oh, absolutely happens okay. in, and then
2: never mind it has happened i guess in music yeah, video
1: sins but yeah but not in tv sins yet i don't think i don't think we've in. this m- got close this can got you imagine really can you imagine cinema sins
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
1: uh yeah i i uh i'm with you jonathan but i you know i think i got there maybe just a little bit faster i just kind of gave myself to spongebob about the second episode we watched and i was just like this is just really ridiculous fun so it it is good stuff it's absolutely good stuff um you guys wrote on it uh speaking of which i don't know i said uh the ball the the balls of tall sing say no the the tales of bossing say uh, was that is a totally different show <laughs> it really is <laughs> that, was, that was jonathan and i with Danae that's a different
3: kind of plant right um, yeah. yes
1: yes it's exactly. a very bulbous plant yes. so. <laughs> not as much take voice. a drink i'll take reference <laughs> um so anyhow this was a Hughes Watkins script so I will start uh talking about the video itself um the uh this is a boat and you know it right off the bat really funny to me I don't know why that one hit me so hard but it was just like there's just like there's an anger to it which is like stop calling this this boat a car it's not you know I just I thought that I was don't great.
2: know if that's what Danae wrote or if she just changed mine I don't re- I think you wrote that right because So yeah I was. I ha-
3: I was lead on this one, so I did the combine. And when I was reading yours, I was cracked up because you had a different angle on it. Like your script, it started with accepting it and like doing some other, uh, there was some other joke work done. And then at the end, your final one was, you know what? While I'm at it, this is a boat. so you got there in a different way, whereas mine, the very tip-top, I was just like, it's a fucking boat and you know yeah, it. I yeah. thought
2: that was really fun. It's
1: really good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, have to mention the uh, the imagination jif. We have to mention that I said jif. It was interesting because that went through a lot of changes yeah, it in did. the process. And originally, there were kind of some jokes about the pronunciation of jif, mm-hmm. which is always fun. But I actually kind of like it that it was just said the way that i say it and then i put the trigger warning uh as a comment from the channel as, as the pinned comment on the video uh trigger warning the narrator pre- you know prefers a soft uh, uh g pronunciation of uh, GIF. and then the comments i think there's like 50 to 60 comments under that of people just going to go into GIF war and I just, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things. I don't know why the GIF-GIF war is one of my favorite things ever. It just is because it means nothing. It is so unimportant and people care so, including me, care so much about it. And it's just one <laughs> of my never favorite things.
2: I thought twice about it until I met you. Well, what's funny, <laughs> I've
3: actually ad- 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 adopted this way of, of saying GIF-GIF, like I just say both. Mm-hmm. And I got, there was comments on an episode recently where I Um, corrected myself incorrectly and people were like she's given it and I'm like oh my gosh I think I just do that I don't even think about it it's like an appeasal of both I just say gif gif but I should just pick one side in which case gif is correct but um (laughs) (laughs) that that sin was interesting too because when it was written it was kind of like how do we turn this into something fun because it is one of the most iconic gifs of all time it was you know the the whole imagination Mm -hmm. thing it's just one that everybody can kind of go to real easily. Uh, and to see it unfold in the episode was fun for me because I didn't know where it originated from. I mean, I've seen the GIF hundreds of times, but I didn't know what episode it originated from. So it was kind of a little surprise for me as I watched it. Like, oh, cool, here it is. So we wanted to do something, and we thought about, like, wrestling back and forth with the idea from original. originally, Aaron, it wasn't about whether to say GIF or JIF. No, not at all. It, it was a the, the original kind of battle back and forth with adding us in, taking one away, is the idea of gifts at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, yeah. Like the idea of meme culture, is that something that's a sin or is it a good thing? We don't like so th- that wrestling moment was supposed to try to kind of show up visually on the the screen somehow with sinny, really you know, and when we watched it it's just like, yeah, this is just isn't feeling right. So it, it was rewritten and I think it worked a lot better. It just it, it turns into the gift gift war and that's perfect. It's yeah, fine.
1: It's beautiful. Um the uh, no, pon- no pants will always be sinful to me. Uh, I laughed, um, you know, No Pants and Animation is definitely going to be a thing. We should come up with some sort of just simple like this works kind of sin for No Pants and Animation. Um, well, that was, know.
2: yeah, that was another thing because we, just the week before, we were talking about No Pants and ducktails
1: Right. It yeah. just happened to get, yeah. it's just random. Yeah. Um, the um actually of the Breathe Water uh, <laughs> in the box Uh, for me is I think I said this during the process and I was like, it's fine. We'll leave it. But I know this will be in the comments and it is in the comments. Uh, the, um, actually is you, you actually do need holes in a box underwater for oxygen to get in there because it's not like the oxygen is inherent to the water you will run out of oxygen in the water that's in the box uh but i still you know i thought this end was really funny so yes yeah
2: (laughs) but Uh i mean it's just everything under the water i mean none of i mean any all that i mean even like why are they wearing clothes you know like i mean you could even go into that because i mean i don't know just every none of it makes sense like how would the tv work i mean you Mm -hmm. could if you just did that all day you'd be going crazy uh so So i like the sigh
1: so help me i'll send this show into oblivion uh was great thank you uh for letting me say that uh whoever dropped the mtv's the challenge reference in i felt like that was for me and i appreciate (laughs) it
2: (laughs) it was i was just trying to think because he said something like is there nothing on without boxes and i was just trying to think of the most random thing and then i actually had another mention of it and uh and then I, we just cut that one, but like I had it like kind of almost a running thing. Um, but it didn't really, it made even less sense the second time. But then we had the, we had the outtake. The outtake also, is so,
1: so. great. Uh, <laughs> Johnny bananas. Um, <laughs> so, uh, cowboy moon robot pirate Island observation. I really liked the idea that why do you, why do you want to see a, a cowboy on the moon? If you're going mm-hmm. to robot pirate Island. Uh, I thought it was really great. And then I wanted to talk about um, you done messed up, aaron. which you may be wondering in a one in a, I didn't write on uh, how I messed up. Well, I'm the narrator now. And one of the interesting things with a narrator is sometimes you don't quite grasp the context of a sin and read it correctly. But if all the words are said correctly, a lot of times people won't point it out. They'll be like, that's okay. the The last sin or one of the last sins is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Um, and I didn't realize that was kind of a reference to him saying, this is the, you know, the funnest I've ever had, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, so there's a different way to say that where it's like, and this is the saddest thing I've ever heard where it's like, you, you can tell you're referencing that other thing. And I didn't say it that way. So it's interesting as a narrator to kind of hear yourself kind of miss the context in how you're saying something.
3: I I mean, I wrote that one and I thought it was great. And, and also, you know, in the review process, oftentimes if a narration doesn't sound like what we want we'll kick it back up you know and say hey yeah. can we get a redo on this but i thought it was fine i thought it worked just just fine Cause yeah because
2: we had we did do pickups didn't we mm-hmm. but that wasn't yeah one
1: we did yeah it was it was just one of those things for me where and so maybe it's just a personal thing i was like oh i could have done that but i could have. i could have gotten the context and sold that a little bit better um and so uh yeah so i for me, I love that stuff. I, you know, I hope you guys know that when you're doing notes too. It's like if you want me to reread something because I kind of missed the version of it, like direct me, like you know, let me know and I'll, I'll redo it. But anyways, I wanted to mention oh, yeah. that because we'll, I thought maybe that we'll would be interesting. Will shame you for sure. <laughs> I thought maybe the audience might find that process interesting a little bit. You know, the kind of you know no, contextual I think we actually, narration.
3: I think we actually did that on this one where we had we had you do redo one on this one. Yeah, it was the um, what? It was, it the, was the way, way that you said what. Pronounced what, mm-hmm. and 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 so we had. I actually sent you an audio prompt. Like, Sounds something like this, like what? You know, <laughs> yeah. like defensive. Like, yeah, it was more defensive. Because I just like your said, first one was I, like I, my what? read
1: was quizzical. Yeah, my read was yeah. like what, yeah. and it was supposed to be what. You know.
3: Yeah, yeah. and that obviously changes things. So. To to your point, we we know how to tell you when you mess up.
1: <laughs> yeah, and
2: well, and Denae even asked me. She's like, "Am I hearing this right? Does this need to be redone?" And I was like, "Absolutely,
3: that's yeah, not correct." Just <laughs> just tip yeah, just all around Aaron. <laughs> just Don't hurt but
2: Aaron's it's one feelings. Of those things. Like I mean, and we try to we try to explain that in the script, but some of them just. You, you don't think about it at the time or you just assume. That's one thing I have a hard time with. I just assume it's going to be read a certain way and I shouldn't have really assumed that. You know, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, I, and I will catch myself sometimes realizing the context after I've read something and then doing right. it again. Um, and you know, I've, I've told the editors always take, unless I say differently, always take my last version because you know, if I do it again, there's, there's a reason I was trying to change, you know, something. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting process. I thought that might be some interesting insight. What did you guys uh, want to pull from the video itself today? Why don't you start?
3: Um, I liked our sin off for the sombrero hat. Uh, when I saw it, because we had just recently sinned <laughs> the bear, sh- what was that called? Like the- I don't remember
1: what it was called, but it
2: was the oh, camping one. It
3: was a camping episode. Well, a camping a ca- episode it's right? called the
1: camping episode, I believe, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, no, wrong. Called.
3: No, I mean the the animal, oh, like yeah, a bear, trout, was, how you guys, I, all, it, I can yeah, just hear all the Spongebob bear
1: Was it a Kangalipus?
3: <laughs> all the Spongebob fans are screaming at me right now, and I you're all talking too quickly. I can't hear you. Was it a so, tiger the um anyways i i remember like this moment where he has a sombrero so to see it pop up I was like oh that's interesting you know here it is it was and a i sea thought sea bear yes that's it sea bass and a bear that's what it was um the originally my sin idea was going to be to sin that the sombrero would have su- survived the sea bear but then in research it's actually opposite of that and it appears before that episode and so i flipped it around to just kind of at least give some credit to the show for mm-hmm. putting something into its universe that it's going to use again. Uh, I thought that was really clever. Um, I really liked Jonathan sin the, um, the, after the beep, bop, boop, arg, And then his sin was to be fair, this is way more entertaining. than The last four pirate of the Caribbean <laughs> yeah. films. Yeah, that, was thought that was really fun. Uh, Facts. being, <laughs> being able to send the heaviness of those TV box, uh, the box TVs was fun for me because I hated those things. Um, I hated them so much because I used to get like the TV hand-me-downs. And so I just have lots of memories of hauling massive box TVs around before... Flat so there's
2: people that don't realize that TVs used to be heavy. Like that's interesting, I mean, they're right? they're so big. Because like now they're not; they're lightest. They're awkward. Like sometimes you have
1: to have two people carry them just because they're so big and
2: awkward. Now they but fit like, in your
3: pocket. I mean, yeah.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah, that's too. <laughs> do you want to hear? Like... Do you want to hear a story of uh, the first TV I saved money and bought? Um, this was Gateway, the computer company, released a computer called the Gateway Destination, and it was the first commercial computer that acted as a television as well. And, uh, and so I was, cause you know me, like early adoption is like in my blood. Like I want, you know, new techno mm-hmm. toys as soon as they're available. So I saved a couple thousand dollars for this thing. And it was this huge, you know, 50-inch cathode ray TV that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is as wide as it is long. You know what I mean? And it weighed probably 100 pounds at least. And it was <laughs> it was the most awful thing to have to move any time. it weighed more than that. And, oh, and no. all that just so I could use my little mouse and keyboard and instant message people on AOL, instant messenger on my television.
2: <laughs> that you like, had to have plugged into the phone line. <laughs> right, um, yeah. <laughs> is Gateway still a thing? I don't think so. I think I they got think bought. I think so. But Did Dell kind of take over
1: that? Something like that, yeah.
3: So I just want to point out, Aaron, this is one way that you and I are so, so similar because over my right shoulder is my first Gateway um, desktop, and mm-hmm. this is the first hybrid computer ever made where the screen and the computer were all in one.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's
3: the first one I ever made. And that thing was really, really expensive when I bought it. And it still turns on. It takes about five minutes, but it still turns on and boots up. What do you um, mean by
2: that? Is that one of the ones where, like, the towers, like, just on the back of it? like The yeah. tower,
3: it, it's all in the yeah. screen. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, And it was yeah. the first of its kind. And we had a gateway store in Springfield. My mom and mm-hmm. I used to walk in and just look at all the tech. And so um, my first laptop, I think, was a gateway, which, like, what, weighs 55 pounds or something. And then this bad boy. <laughs> so... I mean, just cool stuff. So I like being able to send old tech in a way, you know, it's a little nostalgia, but like describing that you have to put it on rollers that would like create dents in your floor.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. And
3: why is it, why is it not getting caught in the sand? That that's a nice sin to kind of reach for Um, and the last one I liked was people who leave their front doors open I really enjoyed just something simple what about you Jonathan
2: Uh, you guys mentioned just about everything the only thing else I had was uh, the mystery of the pie at the dump Uh, Danae (laughs) was really concerned about that pie so I thought that was really funny how is it it's pie <laughs> and, well who cuts a piece that well either like it must have tasted cuts
3: horrible
2: it. oh my god for it
3: to be thrown <laughs> in the dump you know also
1: also it's underwater so there's that yeah. part too yeah. <laughs> Like, well you like to eat pie in the shower right yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, that's,
2: that's true that's
1: true Aaron. that's fair that's and then fair. the we
2: have i just like the we have road we have no road i just like the continuation of that type of sun and yeah
1: fun stuff it's fun stuff fair enough Oops. Varnas. yeah, so let's move on to music video sins, shall we? Uh, continue the SpongeBob conversation uh, as we go to the song Agua. And I actually I forgot that's weird. I I (laughs) forgot to write the uh, the artist's uh on here i think it's like it's jay a-
2: balvin it's
1: tiny and jay uh, it's
2: jay balvin featuring tiny basically okay. all right Thank you. I, appreciate I, I don't that. know how exactly how you pronounce it. it's t-a-i-n-y it sounded like barrett was saying tiny almost like just like tiny
1: so not but it didn't i mean it did not sound be, like that but it could be could it be tainty no okay there's no there's no t <laughs> okay just just want to there's sure. no extra t <laughs> but what's uh, weird
2: is this was supposed to be last week's video though and then and then taylor swift dropped cardigan right so that got thrown in and so this just happened to come out the same week as sponge as our spongebob
1: video that was just interesting how that happened <laughs> no it's good timing it's good timing uh danae what did barrett have to say about agua
3: agua was a weird experience <laughs> jay Balvin is one <laughs> the end uh J- balvin balvin is one of the most popular musicians in the entire world even appearing as a voice in trolls too but mm-hmm. i've never liked any of his music not only is the song forgettable i wonder how he got paired up with spongebob in the first place he may be a fan but it makes no sense for him to do the song the effects of animation not to mention the sets are bare-ass bones in this video it's like they had a budget of 130 dollars <laughs> sorry that that got me it's kind of really specific
1: yep specific is funny that's a good lesson
3: uh 131 dollars and 24 cents um anyway i'm much more looking forward to the next video we're doing which has fewer views but is definitely one of the most discussed of the year
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. For sure, mm. yeah, that'll be, that'll be exciting. Turn my uh, turn my tease. stuff in two days ago. Um, yeah, you and I know the two of you are going to have a ton to say about it. Um, <laughs> uh, J- I like Jay Balvin I, I I think I like him more than Barrett. I don't know. There's something about him. I dig. I didn't like the song, but like he's. I don't know that I've heard. I don't know that I'm a fan of anything he's done solo. But he's guested on. Like he was on that Cardi B. Um, I like it like that and uh he's done a couple other like guest spots that i enjoyed but yeah barrett might be right maybe like his stuff by himself i don't i don't care for much for and this song was pretty was pretty forgettable
1: yeah i know nothing um, it's just um, yeah. um i i listened to the song i thought it was poppy um i even mm-hmm. you know read the translation so i kind of got a feel for you know wh- mm-hmm. what it was about that kind of stuff it's about nothing really i mean it's just a party song it's just a party mm-hmm. song um,
3: yeah, it's just it's like a fun one that you just yeah. put on a on a movie.
1: Yep. So and, yeah, exactly. Well, and the movie is not coming
2: out right now, so like it's so weird, right? Like why it's weird they even released it. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know why we, they released. We it We
1: released our SpongeBob episode, and the movie's not coming out right now. So well, I, guess I know, some but that's just, still.
2: I mean, that's a TV. Show, I mean, that's a TV show that exists. Like I right, don't know. Yeah, like yeah. you this song is specific. to No, your you're movie. right. You're
1: absolutely right. You're hundred percent right. And have
2: they even announced like when the, I can't even remember if they've announced? I if don't it's know coming that they
1: have. Yeah.
3: Um, I haven't I hadn't heard of Jay Balvin before, so I learned a couple things. Like you know, he's a Colombian reggaeton singer, which I didn't mm-hmm. know there was something called reggaeton. I thought I saw it was called reggae, so I'm I'm getting educated. Um he's actually been referred to as the prince of reggaeton. Isn't that incredible? Right. The prince. That's mm-hmm. royalty. Um, <laughs> Uh, he is one of the best-selling Latin music artists with sales of more than 35 million records worldwide, which is incredible. And then I also saw, because I did a quick Google search, you know, of him to kind of learn more. And then <laughs> I just... You know?
2: You know? The Google? You know? <laughs>
3: you know what it is? It's this... What? Oh, okay, no. Look, I just... I, I know ex- what Google is. First, yeah. I have to explain the internet. Then I can explain <laughs> what a search engine is. <laughs> um i just went to like refresh uh the search just to make sure that i was remembering what i had looked up about him correctly and uh six hours ago ten hours ago the guardian released something and then now cnn and other news sources are talking about it that he apparently is recovering from coronavirus
1: oh
2: so he he,
3: it says he got it
2: quote real
3: bad
1: well uh wish him the best yeah Uh, should we just move on then (laughs) <laughs> or he do we Alyssa, tear apart his, his song he, while he's ill? And Alyssa Milano. make fun of No, that's true.
3: Alyssa Milano is, uh, got over coronavirus as well. Yep. So mm-hmm. Yep. Sex. Sex, sex, sex. I mean, I didn't think that the video sucked as much, but I watched the wrong video. Oh, you did? The one that the one that I watched, because, you know, like, well, I mean, I watched our video correctly. I know how to go to our channel.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. You didn't want, yeah, there's, th- yeah, because I had to, I had some confusion on it, too. Thankfully, Barrett wrote, and then, like, in the notes, the official music video, because yeah. when I looked it up, there was, like, eight things, and I was like, oh, crap. Mike.
3: I watched the wrong one when I was, yeah. I was really kind of curious about the song and everything, and so I was like, oh, this must have been really fun to sin. and then I watched the Sins video, and it was a completely different video, and so. All Always watch
1: what? the Sins video first, and then you'll know for sure. Uh,
3: so, but it's all right. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's all right that I did that. The, the music video, Sins, was fun.
1: Oh, fun. it was really fun. Um, right off the bat, the anger at fishbowls really made me laugh. <laughs> um, just how angry oh my he God, was the, about fishbowls.
3: The whole, like, what responsible adult would be interested in tiny aquatic life. And I'm over here like... Oh, raising my hand slowly and then going, oh, responsible adult, though. Okay, okay.
1: The uh, the When he continued Ella, Ella, A, after the Spanish <laughs> word for umbrella, it uh, was really funny. Um, the, when he did, why do they need roads or even have wheels on the boat? In my mind, I was like, oh, Barrett, you sweet summer SpongeBob child. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> we have, we have expanded so far beyond the why are there wheels on boats underwater <laughs> part of the SpongeBob universe. <laughs> Um, to be fair I think I actually kind of wrote that one so that was probably <laughs> it was
2: me fair enough. even though I had just written about that in another script
1: well then oh Jonathan you sweet summer Spongebob child
2: no but, <laughs> but it's, it's funny a completely it's like a new different narrator. format and it's Correct. Yeah, it's a different silly. it's a different narrator
1: <laughs> no totally yeah. it works it works um the uh, Branson is a fourth rate Branson really oh,
2: made me God. laugh especially I, as a local I did I did write that one you were asking if I had written that one before the show I, started I
3: did because I was, did,
2: yeah. I was like I, he he might have expounded on it but i suggested something like that
3: because we were just i, I sent branson recently and then here mm. it is again and then i was like oh but this one was so much more insulting and i felt that
2: well i was gonna <laughs> write like i don't remember what i was gonna write originally like i was gonna write branson's already a fourth rate reno or something i, mean, I don't remember what i was gonna say but then right. i just thought in my head oh it'd be funnier if i just said branson again i mean it's so good
1: yeah it's and, great and also true uh, <laughs> I've never been, so I really a don't have an opinion. <laughs> it's a beautiful area, yeah. but it, the the touristy of it is very rundown. Well, and that's like youth. if you
2: go to Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, which is kind of our Branson. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. There. It's gorgeous. There's mountains. It's yep. just It's so awesome, but then it's so touristy, and you just ugh.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 bad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, you just you have a lot of local entertainers, which. But there are some really talented people there. Oh, it's sure. just, it kind of reminds mind- me of the Chuck E. Cheese of entertainment. <laughs>
2: yeah. But in my mother in law and father in law, they were just like they are diehard like old school like country music and that type of music. They like, love it. The then. type of performers there, and they've been a few times. Like they, they absolutely love they'd it. They love have, it. Like, they made us watch videos of like um, Donnie Osmond, like, yeah, and like you know, I don't know if it was him. Oh, but it was people Andy like Andy Williams Ronnie used Millsap
1: to be or whoever.
3: And Andy I, Williams was in Branson for a time.
1: Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be careful how I say this, but there's only the only theater slash show I've been to in Branson where I thought these people care and are having a good time are the sight and sound uh productions like it's, yeah like they like they love what they're doing every other brand show uh Branson show that I've been to you can feel like the the desperation of the people performing like they do that like every day oh, twice okay. a day some days for years and mm-hmm. years and you can just feel feel just the here I go yeah. again of it sometimes you know and it's yeah it's it's, it's kind of like
2: Donnie I mean Donnie Osmond though like he
1: would be the higher
2: end of that I would think because like I feel like oh, I well it, know, maybe it's not. like
3: when when certain entertainers get to like the retirement age mm-hmm. then they have like their their they have their Branson visit kind of like you'd have your you know <laughs> well, it got, it's like, like, kind
2: of like, <laughs> va- like Vegas light or something like yeah. you know Vegas it's gets very Reno-esque for a um, few months mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah Um, And then the only other thing I wanted to uh, to mention was the upside down glasses, Um, you know, made me laugh like, is this going to be become a thing? Uh, But it also reminded me of when I went to a 3D movie and they had reversed the polarity on the right and left lens. And everybody was trying to figure out why all the stuff that was supposed to be coming at you was going back into the screen and the stuff that was... (laughs) So, like, it's a really weird effect. And I immediately recognized the effect. I was like, oh, this is just reversed. And so I turned my 3D glasses upside down and it fixed everything because it changes the polarity of the lenses to match the polarity of the screen. So I got in front of the entire theater and said... Turn your glasses upside down and it will all look correct. And everybody did. And so it was an entire theater of people wearing their 3D glasses upside down. So that's what that reminded me of.
3: That's amazing. Uh,
1: What about Um, you guys?
3: You mentioned almost everyone that I had, except for Same. I don't speak French very well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, that was I had that one written down too. That was that was probably my favorite actually. That Barrett did was the I don't speak French very well. It was so funny. Uh
1: very cool. We can move on from that uh, into the Cinemasins universe. Uh, four months later, ladies and gentlemen, please yeah, welcome do you guys to the stage, this? Hustlers. Man, this video has Pew. so this the two many two of you? stories. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was Danae and I. Uh, this is a Dicer Hughes script with uh, a lot of shadowing by Chris. Uh, when there's a CinemaSins video that the three of us team up on, usually they will have a, a shadow. Um, we
3: have a chaperone.
1: Yeah, there's there's a more intense shadowing process that happens with us just because we're newer and we're you know you know they just want to we're not you know. to
3: be trusted with the car keys just yet.
1: <laughs> right, right. Anyhow, this was a Dicer Hughes script and uh, Chris was the shadow. Um, he did have notes as a shadow. Maybe we should hear what Chris had to say uh, as the shadow of this, and it <laughs> it deals with one of the many stories of you know this. This video the history and what it He wrote these notes like two months ago.
2: <laughs>
3: That's right. Even these notes
2: are ages old.
3: <laughs> yeah, this thing has been delayed even since he wrote. He's
2: like, he's like hey guys, really excited about baseball starting. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> uh, he said, due to many factors, Hustlers became our experiment for doing something a little different with our videos where we cut out score to avoid claims. I think we should stop there mm-hmm. and just because we really haven't expounded on BTS about this part of what we do. Yeah. Um, it's and something despite that's definitely... it being the
1: experiment, there have been many videos that have done this before this one now since it's been delayed.
3: Yeah. As yeah, far as releases, th- but this is the first one we started to try to figure out what we were going to do. Um, and so you'll see comments sometimes, or maybe you'll notice it. I-, I saw a comment in the robots, for example, from somebody who watched that a lot. And they're like, as someone who's seen this movie a lot, None of the music is right. Yeah.
1: What's up with Um, the score?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're very purposefully trying to uh, remove music. And he goes on to say scores used to be fine, but then it became a problem. And Mm -hmm. the tiniest bit of score was claimed and it became a big headache for us. So in the Mm -hmm. face of that, you have to try something new. He continues to say, and in this case, it was writing subtitles for what we refer to as lead ins whenever they contained music or score. This process is not fun for the writers. Normally, we're used to being able to write a quick response to sins for music dialogue that sets up the punchline. And now, if that particular part of the pun- of the lead-in contains score, we have to either write a new observation or we have to try some other thing to get that sin through into the final. So that's the Hustlers one. This is Danae talking now. So the Hustlers one is our first attempt at going in there and trying to chop it up and add subtitles and kind of find new ways of, of writing together.
2: I will say because of some stuff we're going to be doing moving forward, though, this is probably going to be a lot easier on the yes. eye because there's going to be a lot of subtitles.
3: Yes. Um, uh, for, for
1: different reasons. Yeah. Good reasons.
3: Good reasons. I mean, that Chris started, that,
1: that's not a secret. We we're, yeah. we're doing subtitles for the lead ins now too. So everything we're trying Did to that sub- start this week. Yeah, there are videos. Oh, I did. Yeah, there are videos that are out that have subtitles, and we've and we've done subtitles on some jokes and stuff. But we we have really been trying for a long time, um, because you know it's something we're passionate about. uh, To you know subtitle as much as we can and not make it so hard uh, on our editors and writers and that kind of thing. And I think we're there. And so yeah, you should be seeing videos with uh, subtitles all the way through. Um, and for those
2: that are also those that are hard of hearing or, you know, mm-hmm. have, you know, uh, that's kind of the, main. cause I think YouTube is, has stopped, uh, allowing certain like captions and I, I don't know, I don't know all the details about that cause I never used them.
3: Well, uh, you know, Jeremy's really passionate about subtitles yeah. being accurate and it's just kind of a way I think for us to just take the reins on that and, and go, we're already writing lead-ins differently because of this music thing. So let's, anytime that there's, um, a conversation that needs to be had or someone saying something on the screen that we're reacting to as a sin, we're going to write subtitles for mm-hmm. that and we're going to do it as accurately as we can. And uh, so, yeah, that's actually starting on cinema sins and on TV sins as well. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it and all we across can, the board.
2: Danae and I can talk about this more next week. I think it's, or maybe it's in two weeks, but there's a video that Danae and I just did. I guess it is like two weeks uh, that had like, after we decided to start doing this, we did an episode of something that had like the worst freaking captioning I've ever seen. <laughs> in my life like just missing words yeah that happens (laughs) nothing nowhere near the same thing was being said
3: (laughs) you know and chris said it in this and he has more to say about this particular video but he references it is a lot for me personally it's more work i think jonathan you actually use usually do pretty accurate lead-ins but for me i would do paraphrasing like if the people on screen are talking about pottery i'd be like they talk about pottery and then here's my sin but now it's like you have to be like you know, oh, you selected a really interesting colored glaze there, Nancy. Oh, thanks. And then the sent you know what I mean? Like you have to write everything out, have the punctuation, punctuation. correct. Damn it, Nancy. So <laughs> uh, it has added time for the writing process for me in particular. Yeah. I also have to stop and play a lot more so that I can catch it because the subtitles aren't always correct in the file. And so I have to listen back to try to get it accurate so that when the editors are copying and pasting what is now in the script, that it's accurate. And that way whomever is watching can read along and get a real genuine feel for what we're actually sinning. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, Hustlers was where kind of the experiment with the music part and, and subtitles all started in the format. So uh, Chris continues, the negative of uh, that for some sins is the viewer is going to have to do, going to have to follow the dialogue on screen along with Jeremy's narration, but hopefully the writing and images are, expl- uh, are explanatory enough that one doesn't have to rewind too much. As foreshadowing, Aaron and Danae did a great job on the script. We can just stop there. You know, I'll do yeah, that again. Thank you. Chris Aaron and Danae, <laughs> Danae did a great job. <laughs> uh, the main additions were scrutinizing JLo's wise words, such as, This whole country is a strip club. You do the dance and you take the money, or whatever that line was, which that's kind of towards the very end. And it's one of my favorite additions that he had to the script. Um, he also said, I liked pretending, uh, being blissfully unaware that Usher had any vocation in life other than an actor. <laughs> that he's mainly known for she's all that and nothing else. (laughs) Also, I am proud of contributing to a script where my pun about men constantly wooing Constance Wu could very easily be confused with a Dicer special.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love that one, of course. Uh, This was a (laughs) lot of fun. Uh, Jonathan, since you didn't write on it, what were... uh, Oh, we should talk about the movie itself, because he mostly talked about the video. But yeah, yeah, let's talk about the the movie itself. And Danae, I'll let you start. um, Sure. Because this Um, is, if nothing else, this is a very female-centric film and
3: yeah it's a power it's a it's a woman in power film um it's also uh, a, a, about sexualization of women on their own terms and so that's an interesting thing to watch uh but the substance of the movie you know this being kind of based on a true story i'm always interested in that but i'll, I'll obviously have to take things with a grain of salt because you don't know how much it's actually based on the real story um and and so this movie i think what they're trying to do is ask us to relate to the friendship of these women and to understand why they turn into criminals and to see their life before this. Um, especially with, you know, uh, Constance Wu's character, like destiny, I think, mm-hmm. um, is, is the name in the movie. Obviously it's not her real name in real life, but this destiny character to feel, um, empathy towards her because she was abandoned and had a hard life. And now she's got a child and she's trying to make things work. Um, and take care of her grandmother and so she's going to lean to break the law to do that uh but i had a really hard time feeling anything about that in a positive way i i don't want to say that i watch this going y'all deserve to be arrested but i thought what they were doing was really dangerous and careless and horrible and and breaking uh like literally uh, driving men's lives into the ground. The the one in particular that they end up hurting really terribly. He was a single per, a dad who lost his, his, his house had burned down recently. Um, and he was taking care of, uh, I think, an autistic child. And they pretty much just, they devastated yeah. him. They used a company card. He lost his job. And that was sort of the beginning of the end of their of their whole thing. So I don't know. It was just, it was really hard for me to watch and be like, Oh, I'm having fun. It's more like, right. You all are really like, it's a very serious movie.
2: Like I don't. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And then, and it also kind of wants, like, I feel like it was trying to do some cool stuff. Like there was Mm -hmm. like a little bit of that element of documentary style. They cut the audio at one point in time. And Aaron points out in the script that, Has some really interesting ideas there, but that's not really carried through for the rest. And then there's these particular scenes that are just horribly long, like J Lo telling a story about some famous guy that she was with at one point in time that lasts for probably eight minutes, and it just doesn't make sense for like. I don't know it was it was just it was really really hard or, or the scene where the guy jumps off the roof and I don't know if this happened in real life but the guy that j- jumps off the roof and then you know destiny is having to get him to the hospital and then running around to get her kid and for, I guess forget she has a cell phone to call to find out where her kid is. And then <laughs> I she love grabs Constance her
2: kid. Wu in that scene though where she's like pretending to be the, the that she's so sad and then she <laughs> immediately turns it off that is so good. <laughs>
3: yeah and she's like running to get her kid she's covered in blood nobody stops her and it's just and I think the movie is trying to get us to feel certain things about the intensity and kind of hitting a wall and I just it kind of fell short for me in a lot of ways so I leave this movie with the only thing which is that J-Lo is a badass and everyone (laughs) should respect that woman for dancing the way she dances for carrying a movie that um, doesn't really hold up a lot to me and that's pretty much all my thoughts on Hustler. I think,
2: I think Constance Wu's really good in it too though. I think yeah, she, she kind of gets is. short-shifted because j los such well, a standout. And, and j lo has like the more J lo has the more screen uh like screen-stealing type character.
3: Well, but then maybe um, they're also just it's it's poor writing in a way. Um, you know, apologies to the writers who listen to our show because we're so <laughs> famous, but um
1: as long as they're not children we're fine we just we just like the
3: the whole ending you know which is like
1: guys we shouldn't be making fun of it
3: you know like like constance being given the line that her big emotional thing at the end is but what did she say about me like i mean at that point in time. If I was holding it as a book, I would have just chucked the book into the fire. Like, it's like, what the hell, you know? I just
2: took it that her character was very self-conscious. But, I mean, yeah, I never thought about it.
3: But then when you think about, like, if this is trying to tell us that this is about friendship and that you do crazy things for friendship and she wants to know what her friend was saying about her to reconnect as a friend, that's just – it's just a weird angle Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It was – It was, it was hard. It was hard to watch. It's
1: a weird angle, especially considering the true story is that those two women still hate each other and don't don't even talk to each other and, you know, couldn't care less. But Jonathan, what did you think of this movie?
2: Um, I liked it. I mean, I saw in the theater, you know, that thing called the theater. I remember those. To go to. I saw it there. Chris and I reviewed it. I think I gave it like a B. Um, it was. It was, solid. it was. I was solidly in the like department if I was on Sif Pop right now. <laughs> um, but I agree with a lot of what Danae says. I do think it's interesting. The one thing I liked about this movie is I don't like. I don't think it like lets them off easy, which I think a lot of movies of this type would, and would make it more like a like something like set it off, which set it off is actually maybe a better movie, but set it off is also very fictional or well, I say that and watch somebody come like set it off is totally based on a true story. (laughs) But, um, that's about like women like robbing banks and stuff. So, um, I, I didn't think this really glorified, although I will say, cause you guys pointed out the uh, slow-mo walks and stuff like that. Like that might be kind of a glorification, but I think, I think it is interesting the way the movie handled the dynamic, but I do think the movie suffers that it wants to also be kind of this badass, you know, females taking charge, even though they're doing something super illegal and probably ruining a lot of people's lives <laughs> that yeah, really haven't legit. done, that really haven't done anything to them. Um, I mean, you can sit here and judge whether or not a guy going to a strip club, I guess, is, you know, whatever. But, I mean, it's not like they're going there to, like, you know, I don't know. Like I don't know how bad these guys are. They huh? were
3: target. They were targeted. They 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 yeah. pulled them out of their Rolodex that they had back in their dancing days. You know. Like- yeah.
2: I mean the Fra- the Frank Whaley guy. Like he seemed pretty sleazy. But I mean, I don't know that all these guys were that were that. Bad. I don't know. I don't know. But I did like the sin about dicks being dicks and dickish and all that stuff. <laughs> that was good. Um,
1: it should be decapitated. Yeah, it was.
2: But I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Danae. But I mean, overall, it was fine. Like I I don't know that it's a movie I'm gonna revisit a bunch, but. Uh, it was fine. J-Lo's awesome. She's always been awesome. I hate that now I picture her with no butthole because of Denae. Uh, wait, how did wait, you know
3: that you... was my sin?
2: Cool. Well, you actually mentioned it the other day, so that's how I knew. Um, but, um, And so that's kind of weird and kind of, you know, lessens my crush on her. But uh, no, but I liked her. I liked Constance Wu a lot. I think Constance Wu is a really good actress. I think she's now been in a couple of movies, though, that I think could have been a lot better. Um, I liked this better than Crazy Rich Asians, I will say. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it was fine. It was perfectly fine.
1: I liked this movie a lot less the second time through. And, uh, I remember coming out of it being struck by one, of the performances, which I think are really good. Uh, and Danae, I think you mm-hmm. touched on that. Uh, Two, uh, I remember being struck by just how how fresh and unique it felt. It didn't feel like any other movie that I I had been to recently. And I think part of that is that it is so, you know, very female-centric. You know, there's, there's an empowerment there, you know, lots of stuff. Uh, I remember being very impressed by the female gaze of the camera. You can tell it's a woman directing this and that you're dealing with a stripper on a pole and yet somehow it respects the athleticism as much as it does the sexiness, which is really interesting. You know, I think a man shoots that scene entirely different and focuses on different angles and different parts of the body and, you know, things like that. It's just I, I found that JLo stuff. So great, not for the typical well, not only for the typical reasons, as I think the 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 narrator says, but also because it really showed you the athleticism of pole dancing. Like the the you know, there's there's a real understanding of that here that I that I appreciated. Watching it the second time through, I just was really taken by how disappointing this movie is in in the way that it doesn't complete its thoughts. It it has ideas that it doesn't know how Mm -hmm. to resolve. And that goes for the themes. It goes for the message. It also goes for the way it's shot and the ideas that it has with creative editing and creative, you know, turns. I think Danae kind of uh, hinted at this as well. And yet it just, it doesn't, it doesn't complete them and I just I just found myself the second time through just being disappointed that it's that it just doesn't know how to finish its sentence and uh and I think that that is the overall thing now as far as not having anyone to root for um I think that's a valid thing and I think that is uh something that that can impact me I don't know if you that's... didn't
2: root for Nan I was rooting for Nan Nan's the best I was late
1: Nan's the best <laughs> Nan dies um, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, I I have always been someone who it's not that I have to have some someone to root for, but I have to have something that invests me in the story. And usually, that's a character to root for. Sometimes it's a situation to root for. Um, you know, I I notoriously don't like a lot of Scorsese movies because of this. You know, I'm not a huge Goodfellas fan uh, because Goodfellas is much the same way. There's nobody to root for in that movie. And I don't have something I'm rooting for either. Like I don't have a, some kind of energy to carry me through other than Scorsese's, uh, adrenalized you know idea of what gangster life is like you know just kind of that um you know just the energy of that i think is what's supposed to drive you and i just it it never has i kind of
2: want to i kind of want to see constance Wu get get out of this though i mean i don't know if that's rooting but like i'm interested i'm invested enough and interested enough to see what happens to her I'm not rooting for J Lo, which I don't think you're supposed to be
1: interested. Yes, but also, in maybe, and maybe I'd, that's maybe that's what maybe that's what it's going for. But she is just mm-hmm. as much uh, a part of ruining these people's lives as J Lo. No, 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 is. no,
2: she she absolutely is. But I guess I feel like when you're watching it, I guess I feel like she's the one that could possibly. Find a way out of this. I don't know. I I feel like this movie is not trying to go to the places we're trying to give it credit for either, to be fair. Well, and that's
1: what I'm saying. I don't know that it knows what it's going for because Denae also talks about the friendship angle of this. That Mm -hmm. seems like that might be the central theme here, except for what is where does it land on that? What does it say about that? What is the, you know, what is the final you idea I, that it's presenting about friendship, about female friendship, about, you know, what it means to love someone? Um, and I I,
3: I'm remembering as I'm kind of like hounding that point too. you know, like there's that moment that J.Lo tells the uh, the reporter that she has a picture of Destiny and she rem- she's like recalling Destiny's childhood and she's recalling like, which essentially shows us that she cared about Destiny as a person and she, the very few things that she's held on to include her. But I don't know if that's real. You know what I mean?
1: In the movie or and outside do- the movie?
3: Outside the movie. And that's that's the hard part about this is it's like, it rides that line where it's trying to tell us it's about longevity of friendship. But I don't know if that's just, Kind of made up because they well, don't, you know,
1: it is made up outside. That does not exist, as far as I can tell, in the research right. outside of the movie. But yeah, I'm, I couldn't what find I'm it either. I'm saying it doesn't even really exist inside the movie. I'm not seeing her being the kind of person that would have that picture based on what the movie has told me about their relationship. Yeah, because that's all you can really go on. You can't, go. you
2: can't, it's, you can't, I mean, the movie might be based on something, but I mean, if you're judging the movie as the movie and you're not judging it based on how well it represents the real thing, because, I mean,
1: no movie does a good job of that for the most part.
2: Lord
3: of the Rings did, and that's totally based on real stuff,
1: (laughs) 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 I think I had a, Never mind. I can't. I just almost talked about a video that's coming out. Uh,
2: anyhow, you can't.
3: You can't do that, Aaron. No, nope,
1: can't do that. Uh, I'm just saying. There's always liberties taken because you want to make a movie. A
2: no, movie. that's true.
3: Of course, right? Of that's course.
1: True. In fact, that one of the first sins is about you know based on a true story basically means we'll do whatever we want and just deal with it anymore. Yeah um, it
2: kind of feels more like Fargo how Fargo says it's right. based on a true story. Which <laughs> yeah, that's completely exactly. a joke, but Right. <laughs>
1: uh let's get into it. Uh Jonathan why don't you kick us off since you didn't write on it. Uh what were some yeah, of your favorite things from I had the a bunch. Uh
2: you know my my J Lo crush is ruined. Because now she has no butthole. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I do want to say I really appreciated the combine <laughs> process of that one because it was made so much better with the addition. I don't know if it was. I think Aaron added the addition of the animators of cats to yeah. remove the butthole. Yeah.
2: Which well, and I, also you have to appreciate that Chris and Aaron were paying really close attention to that scene. I mean, they were studying that scene. We over all did.
3: And <laughs> I watched over. that scene many, many times, and I'm I had sure. my, I paused it because I'm like. And, and my head was tilted like a cat or a dog, going like, "Where? <laughs> How does? I don't understand."
2: <laughs> and she's really doing it. You're just like, because there's no, there's no cutting. I mean, like nope. she's just doing that.
3: She doing it.
2: Um, first thing I learned is gold is a size. I thought that was really yes. funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of those non-nudity strip clubs was really funny, and especially the part where you guys then you guys bring that back later when you're like the brawl underneath the brawl. <laughs> yeah. On uh, on J Lo, mm-hmm. uh, I already mentioned the dicks or dicks using their dicks for dickish dicking. Uh, font play I thought was really cool, and then I, the other one, um, how hard those safety pins are working. Sen was hilarious. <laughs> I'm guessing that was Danae.
1: Yeah.
2: Indeed. Okay, I think. And yeah. uh, although I'm sure Aaron and Chris paid close attention to that scene too. But uh yeah, it's what no, we do. that is it's our
1: job, yeah, Jonathan. It it's is our job. We're doing but it. It is,
2: um yeah, I just like that that poor safety pen, man. I just I feel for it. Uh I hope it made it through alive. They should have <laughs> had a little thing at the end. There were no safety pens harmed in, in the making of J Lo's body. Um, I don't remember
3: whatever. what meme it is, but there was some meme that came out and it was zooming in on someone's button that was really like barely holding a shirt together and then mm. like underneath it was the spider-man you know whenever he stretched out trying to stop that train <laughs> uh, and it was a comparison of those two and for whatever reason that stuck, stuck in my mind so whenever I see that happening in fashion of any kind yeah. I always find it really funny so it was fun to see that one
2: <laughs> but I know what you mean Erin even in scenes like that you can yeah like you you can tell this was directed by a woman even though it's very Erotic in well, some I think ways. Of, I think of the backstage. Which is nothing, but that's that sounded really silly because obviously it's not like erotic as a male thing. But no, it's, you, know, it's, you know what, it's, you know what it's I mean. It's
3: shooting it like where you know that it's there. It doesn't, it doesn't feel They're sleazy. a confident, powerful woman wearing a clothing that makes them feel just fine yes. and it's not focusing on the clothing being sexual it's just clothes she i don't feel she's... like
2: i don't feel like i'm i don't feel like like for instance like the way either i don't know who it is that, that it was either whedon or snyder but like the way they always use the reference the way wonder woman is shot in justice league versus the way she shot in wonder woman
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: you know whereas in justice league it almost feels pervy <laughs> like you're, like it's like it's, almost it, like
1: an upskirt it, i mean it's not it's not objectively simple but the simple way to say it is that there is something about shooting women as humans as opposed to shooting them as objects, and mm-hmm. that that ob- objectification happens in in many different ways, and often happens subliminally and subtly with men. You know, I don't even think this is necessarily mm-hmm. an intentional thing that no, you not know at all. A male. And I'm not saying male directors can't shoot with a female gaze like that is op- absolutely something that we could learn to do better, right? So you no, know I'm thinking about she-
3: what you said earlier, Aaron, about like when you left this movie, you're like, oh, that's done. That's interesting, and maybe it is part of that female gaze where you weren't presented with an incredibly sexual movie. You were presented with a movie that had sexual things inside of it, but amplified the emotional story as well. Right, yes. Which, which is maybe the shining star of this movie that needs to have, you know, applause.
1: You so. know, I just, you could do, in and, and again, I'm, I'm going to bring up Showgirls, uh, but that was a very purposeful um You know satirical thing some would say Mm -hmm. and i I would agree that he is doing there um but you could you know if you look at the backstage of those strippers versus the backstage that we see here and this one just feels so human it just feels like women who are at their job hanging out talking about cake and flutes and whatever and (laughs) yeah some of them are dressed you know to be on stage or whatever. But the camera's not focusing on those things and it's not making well, them. Well, in different
3: sizes and shapes of exactly.
1: women. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. I came out of it respecting that so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so, but watching it the second mm-hmm. time, I became aware that the movie itself is, you know, lacking right. in some I mean, areas. just the
2: fact that like Liz, I mean, and I'm not, I don't mean this as an insult. And I don't want this as something. But the fact that Lizzo is a stripper in this. We,
3: right? we should i we should mention that that was a really interesting experience of we blurred so lizzo is wearing this incredibly yeah, blur her. incredibly sexy like yeah. mesh see-through mm-hmm. and so you can see her her breasts Everything. but she has a uh, black uh tape in an x pattern across her nipples oh, I don't but remember that. when we blurred it out it made it look like they were her areola.
4: Oh, <laughs> <So> <laughs> We
3: we kept running into the problem of like, we need to keep blurring because we're, it's almost better to just show that it's got the X's on there at this point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and that isn't that covering it up enough? Like, I mean,
2: it uh, was, so. it
3: was really interesting to and of try course, to you like, know, figure you out, you know,
1: our view on how dumb that is anyway, that, you know, yeah. nipple is all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> But well, and
2: they're in a strip club. I mean, that is the right. one thing about this movie that's weird to me. is like when you show, and I'm not saying you have to show nudity, but it is weird to see a strip club where there's just no nudity. Like that's just odd, right? Because that's not what a strip club would be. There, you know, like if you walked in, the, I, there, are there are some is like that. Yeah, there, well, there is nudity, but there
3: is nudity. Yeah, there is nudity. It's just, especially on stage in the background. oh, like
2: background. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. right. You're right. It's just not. It's just not the main. It's not predominant, which right. I think
3: was really smart. Of the, but anyways, back to the ones that you were. Yeah, um, no,
1: that's better. I forgot about the background stuff. So yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I think we were, who was, was it me or you, Danae?
3: Uh Jonathan hadn't finished, I don't think.
1: Oh I mean pretty much. Uh, the I will mention the don't worry about Destiny's Child. I'm sure she's a survivor. That was probably my favorite line. <laughs> yeah.
3: That got a lot of love in the comments.
1: That was actually a running joke. Uh I had two I had two other Destiny's Child songs that I'd worked into sins and we just decided <laughs> we decided it was stronger with just the one. And I think that's the right call. Um yeah. so. I
3: think we did a, uh yeah, there was I can't remember the other ones now. It's been I a while. could look
1: it up, but yeah, it's, it's wow I think doing the one is is enough. Um I'll go next. Uh let's see, the Lufa Sin. I thought was a uh, great observation. <laughs> we should have a talk sometime uh, about how flush toilets work and how Gross. it spreads no. everything. No. Um, always, always, always close the toilet before you flush. Uh, yes, somewhere please. right now, Fiona the flautist is telling her friends that she is the inspiration for this moment on the big screen. And girl, this sin is for you. Um, I really liked uh, that very much as well. And then Jonathan uh, mentioned everything else uh, that I had. What about you, today?
3: Uh, we're breaking the law, but we don't want to work with criminals. Was just confounding. Yeah, I didn't. Was I that didn't where understand we used the that. meme? What
1: was that where we used the meme where the yes the questioning yes. meme? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Careful. Two thousand seven. Two thousand or twenty twenty is listening. What's crazy about that sin is this was written months ago. Four and a half months still ago. Still yeah. very applicable when it releases, which which is sad and depressing to think about. But it's just. It's an interesting part of our, like, of the history of everything, of of our times. Uh, the other one I liked was the motherhood is a mental illness sin that pretty much says it's an insult to mothers and mental illness. I thought that was perfectly put. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I guess I just wanted to do an, another shout out for Aaron. I liked how you framed the sin off and the appreciation. We talked about it when we first started talking about this for the athleticism mm-hmm. and not just, yeah. hey, look at that ass, you know, like, um, I think that was really, really smart to. It sets the tone, I think, of the sins video. Uh, and I, and I don't think about stuff like that. And so um, I thought it was really, really good that your voice was heard in that way for that particular. Oh, part. cool! So. But
2: even, even as a guy, like I just don't know how you keep yourself. Like I wish I was in her shape. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dude. Like, like that I'll, talk is about, I'll talk
3: about I'll talk about the that dance like, a little bit in the keeping tabs and no like far. that
2: goes beyond like just having like muscles or something as like a dude like i'm saying like she is in shape like yeah there is not a part of her body that is not like uh physically like perfected it's yeah. insane to me i don't i don't even know i can't even begin to understand how she does it. i know money helps and uh you know being able to afford that but having to put that kind of work in every day just it's impressive uh, that's yeah, it's very impressive, because no matter how much money I had, there's no way I would do that. <laughs> like, there's just no way. I would just be eating more food, because I could afford it. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. Uh, let's move on to Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, this was a Cher Watkins script, Barrett and Jonathan writing on this one. Uh, this is... Is this the last movie in the Die Hard franchise? No, no.
2: This is the fourth one. They made a Good
1: Day to Die oh, Hard. Oh, that's right. Don't good Day, he, day. Yeah, this is to Die. He goes to Russia.
2: This is number four.
1: Um, So let's hear what Barrett had to say first. This
2: was the last one, though, that we had not sent, I believe. I think we send all of them.
3: Yes, uh, that was uh, John Taylor pointed that out in the comment section by saying it took Cinemason seven years to complete the Die Hard series. Ding! (laughs) That was pretty clever. Um, Barrett says... I don't hate Live Free or Die Hard. In fact, I kind of like it and always have. The PG-13 rating definitely cuts its balls off, though. There's no real uh, appreciable difference in the action from this to the previous three, but you can just sense that they've neutered McClane a little. Oliphant? 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 Elephant?
1: It's actually Timotei. Yeah.
3: I'll, I'll call him Ali Pahante.
2: <laughs> I think it's just, uh, like I don't I don't think the Y gets an E sound if I remember correctly, but I could be wrong.
3: Uh, so that guy is a very good villain, <laughs> as is Maggie Q. But that quick kiss they have before she goes to the remote site is all they give about fucking fighter jet. Wait, sorry, I skipped a line.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was all weird. They g-
3: <laughs> that was weird. All they give about their relationship. That's emblematic of the whole movie. Lots of good ideas that were half-baked. The one egregious sequence is the fucking fighter jet that tries to nuke McLean in the middle of downtown (laughs) rush hour traffic. I like Kevin Smith in this movie. I like Justin Long. And I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead may have a future with this acting thing. Yeah. (laughs)
2: It's It's, it's going back to Maggie Q, though, I I, because I just recently sent something else that she happened to be in that will be coming up in a few weeks. But um, I don't know if she might be like one of I mean, she's had a career, but like I feel like she should be doing bigger stuff than she does. I, I just feel like she's so wasted. She's so good. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, yeah. it, she just lights up the screen whenever she's on it. So, But anyways, that's a whole other story.
1: Yeah, um, Danae, I
3: assume
1: you have not seen Live Free or Die Hard. Do you have any familiarity with the Die Hard movies at all? Did you watch the first one, maybe? Yo,
3: all I know is there's controversy yeah. about, like, Christmas, and then there's somebody <laughs> crawling through some well, we sort We talked of, about like, this, though, because
1: we did Die Hard with th- a Vengeance.
3: Yeah, there's, like, a shaft. There's some stuff. That's it.
1: Because
2: we did Die with a Vengeance mm-hmm. not that yeah. long ago, and we, we we discussed all this, I believe.
1: Die Hard is is much like male genitalia. There's a shaft and some stuff. Uh, that's that's basically all you need to know. All you need to know. So I don't really have much to say about this either. Um, did you I, see it i did i had fun i think this is a movie you can have fun with i think this is a movie mm-hmm. if you're willing just to go with it it can be a lot of fun uh even the the jet in the highway or whatever like it, it does the kind of stuff where you're like <laughs> it's almost almost fast and furious kind of in that way where it does stuff with you are like okay it makes no sense but um it's kind of cool to see on screen but you
2: know, it, kind of but thing. they make it look like it makes sense and like yeah, kinda, i think, yeah i think there is something to be said about that right i mean we're sent- This, right? I mean, we're going to send it because it's bullshit, but I do think, like, that can this kind of crazy shit can be done well. And I think this is a situation where it kind of is. Yeah. Um because I'm like you, I think this I think this movie's a blast. I I mean I'm with Barrett. Uh we had a lot of fun talking about it cuz uh I really enjoyed this movie. This is probably like the 7th or 8th time I've seen it. Nice. Um it's nowhere near as good as the original, but that's fine. But sure. I think it still falls in line with the second and third one. The only really bad Die Hard is the is the one after this, uh which is horrendous. Yeah. Uh there's no nothing good about it.
1: But no, this one's fun. Yeah. Uh let's move into the sins themselves. I'll kick us off um the uh i think we should talk about because it's all over the comments the johnson joke which apparently is a callback to a diehard thing it, it is
2: barrett wrote that and i mean he could speak to this better than i could i mean i i i know he knows that so it was, but we were more making fun of just the fact that even with that callback, like just the idea that the idea that somebody named Johnson would even ring a bell with you, you know, right. like you would just like that was kind of more what it was um, uh, in my mind, at least when I read it. You know, um, I can't, I can't speak for him. But sure, I mean, he's seen sure. Die Hard a million times, right? I mean, so, yeah, you know,
1: I really liked uh, Hacker Charm. Uh, made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> that was really good uh i think you mentioned it being neutered uh the phantom balls uh made me laugh Mm -hmm. um the i was out of bullets is such an awesome line but can't remove a sin that was close
3: that was yeah i had that one
1: that was great yeah i didn't know how to remove
2: a sin for it but i really but i really love that so I was just so then i just kind of thought that was no that's
1: great that's perfect i loved it um so the uh i guess he does love his daughter i always thought that was a rumor (laughs) Of course, yeah, I'm going to love that. Uh, that was Barrett. That was I had so that good. one too. Um, so I yeah. Anytime you can you can do a, a a name pun. I don't remember in the the text was rumor capitalized. I don't no, remember. I don't think so. Okay, All I right. don't remember if it was either. I would have thought we would have. But maybe, had it it maybe it was. Maybe it was. No. Well, what I was going to say, we had this conversation recently. I always err on the side of subtlety. I I, I now, like... we did spell it correctly. We spelled it like her name. Okay, we spelled it with an e. Okay. As yeah. opposed to an O. As opposed to an O. Yeah, I, it, it's just, it's one of those things where, in and this is actually from this episode, we talked about the snot sin earlier. We had discussion about whether or not in the text to spell S-N-O-T, you know, spell mm-hmm. it out what's happening there. And I just, I always err on the side of subtlety because I like the viewer to feel like they're figuring something out and they're hearing something that's hidden. Right. You know, kind of it ideas. It is capitalized
3: though. It is.
1: Nice. Nice. Um, what about you, Danae?
3: Um, you actually m- mentioned most of the ones that I had written down, the more hot typing action, like <laughs> yeah. kind of pointing out like the whole, just all this stuff with just like, cool, we're like just doing all this hacker stuff or whatever. So, and then the other ones you mentioned already.
2: Yeah. Barrett and I had a few things on that and he, he cut it down quite a bit because we couldn't have like 15 cents, but there was just so much with just people typing. And it was just like, after a while, you were just like, this is ridiculous. Like... <laughs> Like, how is this like, you know, suspense, you yeah. know, oh, when are they going to press the inner key? Yes. Um But I, the one thing I wanted to mention was that the, we talked about, and this was almost all Barrett, I believe, but we talked about the, it, it, both of us noticed the, the word bitch, which is not, then we were talking about this, I think, last week on something mm-hmm. else. Where yeah. this was the movie I was referring to, where it just, it was so weird. Now, I will say, I think part of it is because it's PG-13. So I think there were certain words they couldn't use, so they used bitch.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it still just got, even in 2007, I would have think that would be weird, but like hearing
1: it in 2020, just, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was kind (laughs) of sleazy. I think it it was pretty normal 13 years ago. In fact, it's still actually kind of, I I don't think that's one we've, we've really woken up to how gendered it is. Like, I I think that's still a fairly, but I think it also,
2: like I said, I think it sounded weird too, though, because I think it would have been like motherfucker or something along those lines. If it were R, yeah if it was R, and I think they were just feeling they had to, uh, so I don't know, that whole thing. And then like, even like, but Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I even, you know, we wrote The Sin about, She's such a badass, but unfortunately she's kind of just a punching bag. Through and like literally like she gets hit a few times and, you know, she's just dragged around and mm-hmm. stuff. And it was just kind of weird, but she's, and she, but she's really good and she's really tough. And then she ends up, you know, kicking some ass there at the end. So that was really cool. Um, the anthrax, I'll, I'll talk about that. Actually, I have one of these things, the anthrax thing I have to talk about in keeping tabs, but, um, it, I also liked, um, the, there was that one random part where, um, He said he'd get that guy a doctor, which he's kind of kidding. But at the same time, he still he left that guy alive after he had killed so many people.
3: Yeah. And And he just randomly.
2: We wrote wrote that thing about he's been killing people since 1988. We've all learned to love him regardless. Like, (laughs) like, we're going to care if he just kills this guy who we've never we don't even know who who he is, you know. Uh, I just thought that was really weird and uh, yeah and then the only other thing I wrote down was the didn't you hear me masturbating with it profusely the other night when I was listening to your voice when he's talking about, about the right uh, hand using or whatever. His hand. yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. and then uh, yeah so that's 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 all I had you guys mentioned everything else the rumor send was far and away my favorite though that I remember reading the script when he sent me the combine and I just lost it uh, I was
1: laughing so hard I was like, that's perfect. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it's good it's good Uh, yeah well done well done
0: Hey, podcast peeps, it's me
3: again. Um. Mm-hmm. N- those are my... N- mm-hmm. Those are my... Uh, okay. Every time I... I talk... Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're... Okay. We're gonna try this... Okay. Uh, i just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com bts so go fill it out
1: um all right let's move into keeping tabs the internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to
3: bitch about movies and share pornography with one another
1: ha ha no jeez this
0: is the most public yet of my many humiliations
1: we're each going to tell a story from putting together the content for the week. Maybe a Google search, uh, some strange research, maybe even a Bing search. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we should we should call our our uh, keeping tabs Ding searches instead of Bing searches or Microsoft Ding. I don't know. Whatever. No, we <laughs> shouldn't. It? Actually, I've I've changed no. my mind. We shouldn't. Nope. We should just keep calling it uh, keeping tabs. Uh, Jonathan why don't you go first since you just mentioned uh the the one that you were going to talk about?
2: Oh yeah, it's from Live Free or Die Hard. So it's kind of a it's kind of a research and kind of a, a sin I didn't use. But what was funny was this was just one of those weird instances where Barrett and I were both thinking the exact same thing. So there's a the part where they say the anthrax alarm has been initiated. And so Barrett and I both immediately not only did we both write sins about the band Anthrax, but we also wrote specifically about the member of Anthrax, uh, Scott Ian. Like we both mentioned him and uh, it was, and then it, Barrett even put over to the side and a note. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause he had them both on there <laughs> and we ended up going with the one I, I actually, and I was like, no, we definitely need to go with yours. But, uh, but I, I was just like, when I heard anthrax, when I heard the anthrax alarm, I was like, Oh, I can do something with this, you know, with the band. And I'm not a huge fan of that band. Uh, like thrash metal is not really my kind of rock but like um i mean i listened to sound of white noise like a lot of people my age but that was about it um and uh so i looked up uh some stuff about them and then i found out that they had an album released exactly four years before this and then they had an album released exactly four years after the movie so i wrote after they said that in 2007 i mean we've i mean we've come for you all was four years prior and worship music was still four years out where we just concerned Scott Ian would bring hacky sack back was the was the was the sin I wrote but it was just it was just so funny that we both just happened to do hacky sack anthrax jokes and then specifically that member now mind you if you know anthrax Scott Ian is kind of the guy that stands out in that band but still it was just it was really it was really weird it was just the whole thing was just weird and it was funny and uh that was really the only really research I did do a little bit of messing around like I was trying to figure out some if some of the computer stuff held up. Like I looked up like what fire cells, if that was really a thing people were scared of and stuff, but I didn't really come across anything that interesting. And it was kind of about as boring as those scenes were in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that was kind of what I, what little research I did
1: this past week. Nice. Uh, I didn't do this research this past week. I did it four and a half months ago uh, for the <laughs> Hustlers video that came out this week. Yeah. About buttholes? <laughs> yes. I did a lot of butthole research <laughs> on uh, how well they can be covered up. How uh, do string
3: bikinis work exactly? You did a re- exactly. lot of research on
1: Jennifer Lopez's physical trainer. Um, no, I, although it kind of is in, in that general area, uh, there is a line, uh, what if you don't have muscles to do that? Every girl has muscles to do that. And I was just struck by how dumb that response Response is. Every girl has muscles to do that. Like what, like, and so I think the sin was gender specific musculature or something like that, that I wrote. And it, you know, so I did some research on female musculature versus male musculature and where it's different. And, um, it was interesting stuff. Uh, the short answer is it's only different in the reproductive area that is really the only place that it's uh significantly different to have different muscles you know there are muscles around the uterus and the (laughs) vagina and different things that that men don't have but other than that you know the musculature is the same and so unless she's using her vagina to hold on to the pole uh, the,
0: the, the sin
1: still stands so i mean i've heard of kegels but that's it's a little far so um uh that's funny <laughs> maybe she was using her vagina um know. it was the, the other part of the- actually
3: i do know <laughs> That's my keeping tabs.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. Um, the the other part of that research that I did find interesting was the scientific reasons, hormonal reasons, uh, that men and uh, women develop differently and have different uh, muscles that are. Um, more prominent or more um, apt to be the way they work. Uh, You know, why are men's muscles stronger? It has to do with the fiber and the way the, the twitch there's some sort of twitch element to the muscles that men have generally because of hormones more of than women um so there's the science behind the, it is really kind of interesting the um, streaming
3: websites in our body
1: what <laughs> no no not that's that weird. twitch not that twitch today um so you know the idea of so if you say men are stronger than women well that's a dumb thing to say because strength is such a broad concept right but you can specifically scientifically say that you know muscles do different things because of the hormones uh the biological right. hormones that come from the way the human body develops um, Uh, So, so yeah, I I just, I found all that uh, really interesting. So I thought I'd mention it. Danae, what about you?
3: I, uh, I wanted to instantly know more about J-Lo's training for the epic four minute long um, strip pole. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to
2: look up the eight minute uh, dialogue scene. (laughs) Oh, my favorite.
3: That was my favorite. (laughs) <laughs> um, it was, it's obviously really impressive. She did the entire thing on her own, there was no like body double or anything like that. They did have like one of her, uh, um, her choreography, her choreographer, um, her last name is Sipaki. I don't remember if I'm gonna come across her first name because it's been a long time since I've looked into this, but um, she did the sequence as well with the uh cinematographer to kind of set up different mm-hmm. shots and things like that, but um. She had to perform that like 6 or 7 times. I'm to, surprised it was that few. Uh yeah. I I was I was impressed but then as I'm reading about it that's exhausting. Oh of course. Um, so yeah. I,
2: yeah, I'm sure.
3: So, so she obviously did a great job and everyone was incredibly impressed. She trained for quite a long time to pull it off. Uh, The goal was, you know, uh, JLo wanted it to be incredibly authentic. She wanted to learn it herself and perform it herself. She's been quoted as saying it was one of the hardest things she's ever done. And um, yeah, she had to train certain muscles to, to be able to have the core strength and the arm strength and the grip strength to go inverted on the pole and also to hold herself with only her thighs Um, and then also perform that multiple times in a row in front of all of the crew in like very little clothing as a 50 year old woman. Just incredible stuff. So I just I really enjoyed reading more about her her training. She actually had a, a rotating Pole installed in multiple locations where she was living. I think it was like maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna say New York and Miami, but that's off the top of my head. But just so that whenever wherever she was, she still had time to train. And then when the shooting actually started, she had one installed where she could still work at it a couple hours every day, just to make sure she was prepared for that incredibly iconic moment. Um, and yeah, so it was performed. Actually, it was uh, filmed in the last week, I think, of their time frame where the entire cast and crew had moved into a strip club in Long Island city for that final week of production. And that's where they retrofitted the stage with the uh, rotating pole, which was put in there rather than the static poles to make the sequence in the film easier. And that's what she had been training on as well. So I think,
2: I think you're probably right, though. I think her and A-Rod live in Miami because I think that's where he
1: is. So,
2: Yeah, that, I, think I think that sounds right. right. But you super, mentioned, super
3: impressive.
1: You mentioned grip strength, and that brought back uh, something else I learned in researching men and women muscles. Apparently, grip st- grip strength is the key component that is different in men and women for whatever reason. Like, they said something along the lines of the top 10% uh, grip strength in women is about the same as the bottom 10% grip strength in men for whatever reason. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of brought that back. And I was like, oh, that's interesting, because you. There is a
3: reason my husband opens the pickle jars.
1: <laughs> it could be, could be. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, because like I'm, uh, that is interesting though,
2: because I've always wondered about that. My wife will have me open stuff, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm I'm not strong. Like
1: I, but yeah, is that that's what it is though? It's <laughs> grip strength. But you could be in the bottom ten percent of grip strength, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the comment section. I want to know
2: i appreciate your honesty you're a real straight shooter
1: you are the ones who are the ball lickers we're just going to take a look at a comment from the week uh something we wanted to highlight uh I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, I rediscovered the YouTube comments for our podcast. Uh, Our podcast is posted on YouTube, and it is in the Sincast YouTube channel in a Behind the Sins playlist. And I always forget to go there to see what people are kind of talking about. I always always forget it's on there, too. I actually
3: saw an ad. I I saw an ad
1: recently that pointed it out. (laughs) I see you. Um, Someone posted on two episodes ago. They posted yesterday. Uh, the Avatar discussion didn't age well two weeks after it, you know, laughy Faces, and, and that's what we – I think we were talking about that earlier in this show because we had a discussion two weeks ago about, you know – how excited that Avatar is going to be fine because the creators are, you know, behind <laughs> oh. it, and as long as the creators yeah. are behind it, it's going to be okay. And then two weeks later, the creators are no longer behind it. Uh, so I wanted to uh, to give a shout out to uh, Steven, who made that comment, and then Brandon uh, on last week's episode um, had some information on the Zuko story. Uh, that I thought was valuable. And Danae, you may know this and have heard you know, since you read these comments and, and seen this, but I, I found it interesting because we were talking about um, the Zuko's mom and did she die and, and that kind of right. stuff. yes. And Brandon kind of went, went into it. it, says, adjust glasses. Actually, the mother never died. She made a deal with Fire Lord Ozai and poisons the current Fire Lord so that Zuko's dad can take the throne in exchange for her banishment. So she leaves after telling Zuko how much she loves him. Uh, I thought she died, too, uh, for a long time. If you want more Avatar information and theories, uh, the Super Carlin Brothers on YouTube is starting to do a lot of research Um, so that you don't have to so you guys would probably love them Aaron especially because they also talk a lot of Pixar theories so uh, I wanted to give that shout out to Brandon for letting us know that uh, because that is valuable information uh what about you jonathan um i actually mine's from hustlers um i just thought this was
2: really funny uh sasha l said the amount of cliche squad strolls which i loved the squad
1: strolls um, yeah
2: bonus round boy that that went through a lot
1: of versions too well Uh, i loved
2: how you guys added the sins like as they were i mean it was just Whoever came up with that, or the combine of that,
1: yeah, was it, exciting. That was Denae's uh, Denae's specialty. Now is uh, <laughs> is the bonus round. So yeah, yeah. I am the queen, which of she bonus. which she created, right? Or she thought <laughs> yes, she created, that's right. she invented it again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, the, but Sasha L said the amount of cliche squad strolls in this movie really gave it that CW high school series feel. Sorry, <laughs> Lily. You almost escaped. Almost. And of course she's referring to Lily Reinhardt, who is one of the girls in the movie, one of the women in the movie who is, plays, uh, Betty on, uh, Danae's favorite show, Riverdale. So it's my
3: favorite. It's such a wholesome show.
2: It is. It is becoming one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, mine. I wanted to do like a little correction corner, or whatever. Um, I got called out for saying dragon turtle, and when it was a lion turtle. Listen, I play Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) It's a dragon turtle in that world. (laughs) So there are
1: no dragons in the Avatar universe, are there?
3: I don't remember, but you're gonna have people comment now. Oh, that's true. That's
1: true. Yeah, I bet. I want to say the Fire Nation has a dragon as their symbol. Uh, I'm sure over, over the in the library right in the library episode isn't there a dragon banner over the fire nation
3: I don't remember
1: let us know in the comments
3: I want to say I appreciate being corrected because I do enjoy yes. learning so I did I do not take your tweets as you being like um am actually in a bad way so thank you for helping me to see that yeah I don't um, want to be
2: corrected leave me alone
3: but my comment this week comes from our bts twitter which is cinemasins bts this one comes from radio georgios who says catching up on the latest episode of cinemasins bts judging from the short glance that i got at the video for the fugitive the poster on the wall and he's referring to the one that has all of Mm -hmm. the um, furniture furniture, Mm -hmm. uh, might be showing viner cafe's house mobile i don't know if i said that correctly (laughs) by the historic i'm gonna guess you did uh, yeah let's just say I did the historic manufacturer Gieber or Gieber.
1: <laughs> I think what uh, you meant to say is the by, the Bader Meinhof furniture company I was thinking the same thing <laughs> 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 and now and now that you've seen their furniture you're going to see it everywhere
3: <laughs> uh, uh, And then lovingly, we were linked to a Wikipedia page for the Gebreder Thonet page, which the uh, or the Thonet brothers, a European furniture manufacturer, continues as a German company. And there's all this history about it that you can learn about their furniture. But they um, apparently also may have like art potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, So anyways, if you were interested in that particular one, you can find it on our Twitter. I'm retweeting it so you can find it.
2: That is also, I believe, Aaron's sixth
1: favorite uh, Wikipedia page about furniture.
3: It's <laughs> so, right. on his list. That's, that's,
1: yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. All right. Let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity.
4: And
3: beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history.
1: To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've uh, checked out recently. Uh, didn't you want to start?
3: Um, I finished watching Netflix's She Ra Princess of Power.
1: Man, you're just watching I... all the animated stuff on Netflix.
3: I am, I, yeah, it's been something that I kind of forgot was there for a minute. And so then I'm like, oh yes, let me drink from the well. I don't know if I'm going to continue the streak though. Um, I just realized I hadn't finished the series and the... The fifth season, I think, is the final one. And so I just wanted to kind of see where they take the series. It just came out,
2: though, right? Like, it hasn't been out very long, has it? The I don't new think season? so. Yeah, I don't think so.
3: Um, yeah, I think, that's, I think you're right on that one, Jonathan. Um, but I love that you think I might have remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't um, seen
2: it. I just thought I remembered that information, like, popping up and something I looked at. But go I on, had sorry. a good
3: time watching it. I, I think that it represents... Uh, diversity and friendship and family and the complexities of that universe pretty well and what i mean by complexities of that universe is you know like can i relate to somebody who's struggling with being possessed by a goddess warrior Shira? no but i want to <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> um so there's like this the, the, the fantasy element obviously as in with any show that deals with you know magic and heroic strengths and feats that none of none of us humans can really obtain that's more in that like imagination part of the of realm of things that I I like to dream about but um I really did find myself relating with some of the interrelationship complexities a little bit there's a toxic friendship I'm gonna call it a toxic friendship um because that's genuinely what I perceived it as through most of the entire series and of course not now that, that, that the final is over there's some ribbon some bows being tied and some you know some chapters being closed and some happy endings and stories and, and things like that that they that they get to In their own way. Um, But there's this one particular back and forth toxic relationship that, man, it just reminds me of some of the toxic friendships that I've had where I keep going back to a person because we have such a history together and I love her. But we're so very different and possibly not great for each other. But I keep reaching out to her as the years go on Mm -hmm. because I find myself like I, I love her. She has a special place in my heart, even though we're very very different people and so watching uh she-ra and catra's um back and forth love hate kind of thing going on was genuinely hard for me at times just as someone that was just kind of remembering my own trauma so it was interesting to see where they took that particular story um i really would recommend this show i think uh there's some genuine laughter that kind of comes in it i think that the uh ras I'm going to call it a horse, but it's like a magical, you know, unicorn is hilarious and great and welcome comic relief. Um, it plays with growing up a little bit like she actually matures and so does Glimmer. So you kind of get to see them almost go from youth into young adult, which I kind of liked seeing. I thought that was really well done. You know, like when she transforms that kind of cool montage of her like holding mm-hmm. up her sword and then she's transformed into this powerful warrior that actually ends up maturing with the show as well and uh there's some mystery to this world of Etheria what is Etheria where what is the magic that it holds what does it mean for the universe as a whole um and that's kind of a fun little mystery to follow and they do a pretty good job of kind of like taking on that journey and answering those questions. Um, and then they have some really good redemption storylines and story arcs too for people who are villains who end up, you know, finding a way to be back into the fold, which I love those types of stories as well. So I thought it's, I think it's done really, really well. And I'm curious if you guys have watched it, Aaron and Jonathan, but also you, the listener. I have not, no. Um, May 15th, yeah.
2: by the way, was when the last episodes dropped. Okay, this year.
3: Cool. Like, I, I wonder if your daughter would like it. Like, I wonder if she would be interested in...
2: It's one that I've mentioned. It. She has not, to the best of my knowledge, unless she did it without me, she has not watched it. But um, I, I grew up on He-Man and She-Ra. Like, that was stuff I enjoyed as a kid. This sounds a lot more interesting than probably what I saw, because what I saw was commercials for toys, basically. But um, mm-hmm. this sounds a little more complex. And then Kevin Smith yeah. has that He-Man show coming out pretty soon, which... I'm looking forward to I think so I might have to check this out.
3: As a parent of a young kid, I think they deal with uh, a lot of issues really really well. They did not sexualize this this Shira character who's mm-hmm. a kid. She's appropriately just doing her thing. Like it's it, she's wearing cute little shorts underneath her skirt, you know, and it's still really cool looking. It's really badass looking and then like when she kind of begins to mature, it's nothing that's like oh, now she's wearing sexy clothes. It's still really appropriate for her character. Um, it's got magic and action and, you know, like they're all fighting for each other. And of course they do the thing where, you know, they split everybody up. And th- th- there's like a little will they, won't they with a couple of the people. And that stuff is going on, but it's never really too much. Um, when and when they go to a... the
2: strip club, is there nudity?
3: <laughs> no, not in this one. I think that's okay. going to be in He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway I would I, I think I actually would recommend this one and oh. for those who have watched it and want to know what I think about the uh will they won't they m- that we all are thinking about I don't know if I'm okay with it I'll say that okay that's all I have to say
1: what I, are we thinking about yeah I was trying to figure out what we were thinking about are you talking about She-Ra and He-Man
3: no 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 will they or won't they <laughs> hey no I'm talking to the people who've seen it oh okay what is talk- He-Man what,
1: uh, on the show at all no. Okay, I didn't think so. That makes a lot more sense they now. They would
2: they would do adventures like together, like they would have like like their She-Ra and He-Man movies, like TV movies and stuff. But like typically on the shows, if I remember correctly. They were separate.
3: Always. Like, I kind of want to do like spoiler Supergirl. stuff and tell you more of my opinions about it, but I'm not going to in this place. Like, I don't know if maybe I should okay. talk about it in an outtake or another show entirely. If you really want to know my opinions on stuff specifically in spoiler, let us know and maybe we can do something extra, like a bonus-y sure, thing. of course.
1: Uh, Jonathan, what do you got? Um, I
2: will say this is not my uh, official thing, but I will say, because when I talked about Star Trek Lower Decks last week, I had only seen the first episode because that's all that's available. I've now seen the second episode, which is actually better than the first one, so... Oh, nice! I am definitely on board with this series. I
3: saw your tweet. That's so cool. Yeah,
2: it's it's really funny and it's really interesting and it, it, like it it's very different than what you've seen in Star Trek, but it also still feels very Star Trek. Jeremy Simser actually commented on that tweet with something along those lines that I think said it perfectly. But um, no, I'm going to talk about a podcast that like I've known about this podcast for a while. It's been around for a few years. I've known about it for a while, but I just hadn't started listening to it until recently. And it's called My Marvelous Year uh emphasis on the marvel and marvelous because what it is is these two guys one is a comic book fan veteran been reading comic books like a long time one is a comic book newbie they are starting with the 1962 fantastic four one and then they are going year by year through marvel and they're hitting the essentials the essential Ooh. issues for each year and right now they're doing two-parters they're doing the first half and then the second half i think I feel like I've looked further on and like, cause right now, I think they're like in the eighties, like the late eighties. And I think maybe some of those have more than two parts to them. Um, but it's really cool. They're using the, um, the Marvel comics, the, the complete Marvel Comics reading order is a thing that's online that I, I don't know how many people are involved in it, but I know it was a it was a like a it was it was started up with no money. They you can donate to it to help them keep going. But basically, it's these people that are trying to come up with this like complete chronological reading order for various mm-hmm. things in the Marvel Universe. And so that's what they're using. And I've been using that as well, because if you have that Marvel Unlimited plan, they have all the comics on there so you can kind of read stuff in order. So, I've started reading the comics in order, and then I've started listening to the podcast to kind of go along wow. with it. And I'd uh, and I, I, I started doing this a while back. I'd started reading, and then I kind of got off it, but I've gotten back to it because I'm paying for this service, so I feel like I should be using it. Um, but um, so now I've gotten to where I'll read, I'll read one or two comics a day typically, which is you know, like 30 minutes of nice. my day or whatever. Um, But anyway, so yeah, so no, so that's all it is. I mean, there's not much to it other than that. But like, if you like comics, if you like Marvel comics, it's just really cool to hear like the, you know, starting at the beginning and then going forward. I'm, I'm really big into things like that. I love reading things in order and I love like, you know, like or going back and watching a TV show in order, whatever, however that is, whatever that's called. Like that's just kind of how my mind works. So it's really cool to hear somebody else doing that. And like, I can read along and know what they're talking about and all that kind of fun stuff. But even if you're not reading, and you don't want to subscribe to Marvel Unlimited or go buy a bunch of comics, I think it's still going to be really interesting to you if you're a fan of these comic books and characters and uh, just even the Marvel movies. This will give you some, you know, insight into where these uh, where these characters started. One thing I have discovered at least early on, though, that I find interesting, I would never really read the Avengers comics. Um, I read all the, like, the, the, the solo titles of a lot of those characters, but I never read the Avengers, and I'm starting to learn that maybe it's because it's not a very good comic book. Um, At least early on, it's not very good, (laughs) (laughs) which is really interesting because that's like probably the biggest movie like state like franchise right now right is the Avengers but mm-hmm. um, the movies are quite a bit more interesting than the comic books so far I have to admit uh, but it's still been cool going back I never had read Fantastic Four before that's a really fun comic that I didn't know it was this fun and then Spider-Man and X-Men I've been getting into and I love Daredevil and just a, I don't know it's been a blast but but the podcast is called My Marvelous Year and um, I'm sure you can find it on any of your favorite podcast
1: things that you use. If you listen to podcasts and I have a sneaking suspicion you do.
3: <laughs> do you like the podcast?
1: Uh oh, people are going to think we're getting paid by CBS All Access uh mm-hmm. cuz we've mentioned Lower Decks, uh, I talked about <laughs> the Big Brother live feeds, uh The we Challenge. The, card. the Challenge is now mm-hmm. on CBS All Access, like 20 seasons of The Challenge. Uh, And I'm doing another CBS All Access show. Actually, season two has been out for a while, but I didn't get a chance yet to talk about The Twilight Zone season two uh, here. I have not watched it yet, so I'm really
2: curious what you have to say.
1: So uh, the reason I feel like I want to talk about this is because I know, uh, maybe not here, but in elsewhere public places, I have stated how much I did not like season one of The Twilight Zone. It felt very forced to me, very preachy you know and i get that the twilight zone part of the appeal of the original was how message based it was but it seemed like the stories were great and then the message was mm-hmm. also good and interesting and last the first season just felt just very um paint my numbers and, and forced. and anyhow um i'm happy to report i liked season two quite a bit more and it is Uh, it feels much less pedantic uh, to me uh, than season one and maybe my expectations were just lowered but I also really love the cast Uh, they've got um, I'm just going to read some names uh, just so you kind of know but uh, you may remember uh, Marina Baccarin from uh, Firefly she's Mm -hmm. in an episode Ethan Embry who I really like is in an episode Jenna Elfman who I think I've actually talked about how much uh, I like her on this show before uh, but she's not doing much but she's in an episode of this Uh, Tony Hay Jillian Jacobs uh, Joel McHale uh, Billy Porter Jimmy Simpson is in a great episode and I love his character Uh, Topher Grace uh, is in an episode Uh, Thomas Lennon Gretchen Maul uh, Journey Smollett-Bell Paul F. Tompkins just a lot of like those kind of mid-range names of people that I love though and I generally Mm -hmm. love when they show up and stuff and so this second season I think is really stacked And uh, in the stories, I think are a lot better, a lot more interesting, a lot more thought provoking. Uh, in a good way than the first season was so i wanted to mention that because i've kind of ripped on the first season a little bit uh here and there that i actually do like season two no, quite a bit more and ri-
2: rightfully so no that first season was 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 terrible was borderline terrible um and it's definitely the worst version of the twilight zone that i've ever seen because they you know they redid it in the 80s mm-hmm. and they also did it in the 2000s for a season in the 2000s but um i think both of those versions were way better than that first season but i've heard a lot of good things about this second season so oh, i'm good. definitely going to check it out and i love jordan peele so i mean I, i'm really interested in it but no you're right the it was very much message driven versus story driven which never works
1: yeah yeah it's it put, I mean, the, it put the preaching first in the entertainment yeah, second and i mean serling definitely rod serling was definitely had
2: opinions and had messages yeah. in his stuff but but you but yeah like you said the story was there and yeah it just like there was that one episode where like the kid becomes president jacob Trembley becomes president oh, so bad of, yeah oh
1: god it's just oh Yeah, it was was so on the nose. It's just so on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I and again, maybe my expectations were lowered. Whatever the case may be, I'd be very curious to hear your thoughts. Um, I'll watch it at some point. Yeah, it's definitely on my
2: list. I just I don't know when I'm going to get to it. But (laughs) (laughs) what? What? (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: it's it's strange. I mean, they, they can't even make new content and there's still lots of content that I don't have time to watch. It's incredible. There's
2: a lot of good stuff on CBS All Access though. There's a when we're not promoting, I swear to god we're not paid by them, but there's uh that show, uh, is it called I think it's called Confession. Is a really really interesting like I take seen that one. on the on the on the procedural, police procedural. Yeah. Uh it's really cool. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's and then like you said they have Survivor and they just they have all the Star Trek stuff on there. Yep. Um in better quality than I think
1: Netflix has it yeah um so yeah no it's fun i enjoy it yeah Who'd who'da thunk Who'd who'da thunk well there you go that's gonna wrap it up for behind the sins this week don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well you can hang out with us on twitter at cinemasins bts uh also personally on twitter uh send us a message tweet at us whatever i'm at aaron dicer she is at danae says
3: d-e-n-e-e-s-a-y-s
1: and he is at sam loomis 13 so for jonathan watkins danae hughes and myself we will see you next week Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com.
2: And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting
1: cinemasins.com slash bts. Welcome to what I thought was just going to be the Aaron show.
3: Uh, I couldn't stop.
1: I think you should adapt that to be your your normal laugh. I think you should just go with that one. It's very good.
3: (laughs) That'd be be really hard to change my laugh at this point in life, right? Oh,
1: yeah. I forget for most people, it's just a natural thing that happens, laughing. Oh,
3: yeah. I forget that most people don't realize (laughs) yours is always fake.
1: Every time I laugh. It comes from a real place, and I've learned how to let that real place be a natural reaction, but it's Mm -hmm. definitely something I've crafted and invented. It's
3: definitely all bullshit.
1: (laughs) You've said you can tell a difference sometimes.
3: Sometimes. But you know what? As time has gone on, I've literally just sort of forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool that like even your like BF, you know, like although if your other friends listen to this, they may be like, no, 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 no. I'm his BF.
1: <laughs> I think you mean BFF.
3: BFF is friends forever. B F right. is
1: just best friend. Are you? Do you have something to tell me? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking iodine? What is happening right now?
3: So I found out yesterday that the sun is really good for you because apparently it gives you vitamin D or something.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you listen to that podcast I told you about?
3: No. No. Is that part of a podcast?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Radio Lab did a whole uh, podcast on how vitamin D may be the answer to coronavirus. So
3: Holy shit. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was at my really amazing new chiropractor that I'm excited to tell you about. And she's like... Um yeah, you should be good to go. It looks like you're covered and everything, you know, and I'm you're getting outside uh, at least once a day for some sunshine probably, right? And Justin was there and he goes <laughs> <laughs> He's like, are you counting when she gets in her car to go get a coffee or
1: Can you tell where my bike ride was? This is my heart rate, <laughs> by the way.
3: The tsunami spike. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really triggered by graphs that have sudden spikes these days.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's a good point. That's a very fair point.
3: (laughs) Hey, check out this graph with a massive spike. It's just my heart rate, so it's cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when I bike, apparently, uh, I hit around 150, 160 beats a minute.
3: Wait, wait, wait. When does your monitor go off and zap you?
1: Uh now it's at 195. Okay. It was at 180 until we realized I get there when I exercise sometimes and probably shouldn't go off while I'm exercising. No. <laughs> so we moved it up to 195. But yeah, but yes, but yes, but yes. A but yes? A but no. But yes.
3: <laughs> How's that going for
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here talking to myself, guys. You feel free to keep getting ready for the show. I'll just be over here saying, "But yes." <laughs>
3: I just decided to eat some something
1: uh-huh. just yes. to get a
3: little snack in me before we start the show because we're recording in my lunch snack window.
1: Oh, you didn't eat beforehand? Yeah, I ate lunch beforehand.
2: Yeah, me I too. mean, I
3: did, I did, but I definitely could have done a better job of of getting food in in me. But it's hard to eat when I'm not hungry, like and be like, oh, I'm gonna. go That's ahead usually and eat.
1: hard because I know. Is it though? Is it though? Yeah. I wish it was hard to to eat when I'm not hungry. Because well, then you are hungry uh uh jonathan
3: well aaron special <laughs> i am
1: hungry all the time uh yeah
3: you know how the hulk is always angry
1: <laughs> that's right that's my secret i'm always hungry
3: i did something today i don't know if i'm gonna like it but i took the protective plastic thing off of the top of my phone so now with my note i can write on the glass for the first time since I got the phone. It's probably a oh, lot so more you responsive.
1: Don't
2: do, you don't do screen protectors.
3: Well, I I have this whole time, but it's been long enough that it's sort of peeling up, and then all the dust is getting oh, in the peely parts.
2: I thought you just meant like there was plastic on the phone that you never took off, like oh. you know how you get stuff <laughs> and it's got plastic on it.
1: No, but that reminds me. I didn't know
2: you. I didn't know you meant an actual screen protector. Yeah, no, I'm terrified to not use a screen protector. So
1: that reminds me of the um. I forget what it's called, but the foldable phone that Samsung uh, tried out for the first time last year. And it was designed in such a way that it felt like there was a screen protector that came on it and people peeled it off and then realized it was that actual part of the phone and they destroyed <gasps> their phone like it was it was one of those things where oh like it hangs out over the edge a little bit and so it looks like you can kind of pick at it and so people picked at it and then pulled it off and it was like the you know the top layer of the screen so oh no. they totally had to like redesign the other huge uh, mess up. how would they not catch that i listen that that <laughs> foldable phone thing is just a, a series of craziness because the the other thing was when you would unfold it, there was a gap that would happen between the screen and the thing and dust and dirt would get in there. Yeah. So that when you would totally open it up, that dust and dirt would then be behind the screen and like break it or pop it up or, or whatever. What? So they've had to they've had to figure they just announced the second version of it and apparently they've dealt with those two issues. So good job. I mean, they got over. I mean, they got through those phones that would blow up on people. I mean, they that they was somehow note dodged, 7, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. So they was... somehow dodged, and I was working in wireless when that was going down.
1: I don't think I've had a note since the five. I think the Note five was my last note.
3: I was going to get the Note seven, but that, but then when they were doing all the recalls, I think that's when I decided to go Pixel. I think that was one of the deciding factors to switch from the Note to a Pixel. Yeah, you had a and Pixel I went... before
1: I did, so was that like Generation one? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then
3: I went Pixel back to Note, and now I have another decision to make. I'm mean, at that, ne- <laughs> that next platform. But I was just talking about the Note 7 battery blow-up issue when I was playing D&D with my friends over the weekend. Because we were, uh, one of them held up their phone, so I was able to see it. And I-, I asked, oh, did you get a new phone? And he said that he had gone to the lake and walked into the lake with his phone and then tried to fix it like it tried he tried to air it out and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you see if it was going to recover but that it was so hot you couldn't touch it and so immediately i'm like oh my gosh so you probably like Like, you put it down and walked away because did you think it was about to blow up or something? And they looked at me like they'd never heard that before. And so I'm over here thinking it was an extremely dangerous situation where the battery was about to explode.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: And they're talking about it like, no, we just kept touching it until it cooled down. And, yeah, you probably could have put, like, a marshmallow on there and, like, melted a marshmallow. What You guys, there's a battery that could blow up if it gets too hot. Your
1: phone should not be able to create s'mores. This is not one (laughs) of the functions it was designed with.
3: I went plant shopping today. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about this little greenhouse in in the town I used to live in. You know, real small town. um, That since we have more room in this new house, I'm like, I think we need to have some plants around here. But I've I've not known what to purchase, and I mistakenly, or maybe for maybe it's a good mistake. Happy accident. I was Googling house plants because I don't want to get something small. There's like quite a large area in the living room mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh man, a big leafy plant would look so cool right there. So I looked up big leafy plant and then every Instagram ad for the last several weeks are all plant stores you know where you can buy plants online Mm -hmm. so now I'm flooded with cool plants and cool pots and cool you know ways to hang them and all this stuff so it's got me thinking yeah 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 this is a great idea and I almost got a plant from one of the companies until it said that it was part of a monthly subscription and I was like whoa 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 I don't think I can handle (laughs) a monthly plant That's a lot.
1: (laughs) I would think that would be perfect for you, Danae. You you know, you kill the one and then you get another one the next month.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you (laughs) you know. (laughs) That's so true, right? But I really think those succulents, you know what I'm talking about? Like those cool little Mm -hmm. desert looking. Yeah. They're not cactus, but they're these cool succulents. They're really cool. I'm like, man, they'd be kind of neat. And they have a whole bunch of those. But after asking a lot of questions, even though they don't need a lot of water, they need a lot of sun and so i don't know my house well enough to know where to put them and so so proud of myself cuz i said no to about four plant options that i just wasn't quite sure if i'm ready for them yet but
1: i'm sorry you you, you don't know what? your house well enough to know where to put them do you not know how to identify <laughs> <Yeah>. a window <laughs> like what is <laughs> it seems it seems like one of the first things you might want to recognize about your home is where the windows are oh
3: um aaron yes uh, off topic but before surprise, we disconnect, I want to tell you about my chiropractor.
1: Okay, I have a friend who's a uh, comedian chiropractor. Oh no! He's always cracking jokes. So. Oh no! <laughs> I knew
3: that was coming. <laughs>
1: oh, puns are fun, guys. I mean, just puns are fun.
3: I I forgot to tell you guys that the um the gardener at the greenhouse was a large man in overalls. With chew in his lip.
2: It sounds like somebody that works at a greenhouse in Missouri. Go ahead.
3: <sighs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> it was so interesting to walk around all the greenhouse areas with him. And he's just like, eah, eah, uh, that's, a, that's a mother-in-law's tongue.
1: <sniffs> uh. <laughs> Did he carry a spittoon? He,
3: no, he was just spitting on the open ground in like the gravel of the greenhouse. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I've been mm. growing that one for years. She stays here. This one's name is oh, what was the name of that plant?
1: Petunia. <laughs> this this is my Daisy named Petunia, he, and this is my got, Petunia named Daisy.
3: He's got this like trucker hat on and everything. He's like, yeah, "That's Seymour." <laughs> that plant. <laughs> what was the name of that plant too? <laughs> Seymour.
1: Seymour. Yeah, Seymour is the no, one.
2: No, from... I meant
3: the I meant the class. Well, no,
2: Seymour is not the plant. Seymour is the person. Oh, okay. Seymour is Rick Moranis Okay, whoever. I thought Seymour was the plant. What's the horse. plant's name? Audrey 2. Audrey.
1: That's right. Audrey 2.
3: I learned about this plant. It's called the mother of a thousand babies. No. Yeah. The mother of a thousands. The mother of thousands. Should it
1: be 10,000 as we learned last week? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so he's like, he's like standing beside me and he's like, I got to show this thing to you. It is. It's super. looks like Seymour. Um, Audrey although 2, it's, you mean?
2: But are when? you seeing? It looks like the plant Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah it's Audrey. that's Audrey too.
3: Well, he's it's... calling it Seymour. Well, I'll tell you that he named this plant Seymour. And do you see like do you see all these things on the edges? Mm-hmm. All those are its babies. It's amazing. And if you brush up against it, all the babies fall off, and they start growing more babies, and the thing, the whole thing, all yeah. the edges of every leaf is covered in all the babies. That's some
2: great. Yeah, well, reproductive. that's so that is straight up little shop of horrors, and so they're going to take over starting in Missouri, and so, uh, that's great. I
3: I I found this plant over in the corner, and it was um, it looked like an aloe vera plant, but it's not. It's called like mother-in-law tongue or something, mm-hmm. and it's just these long, like really Razor sharp looking, I guess, because mother-in-laws aren't nice. I don't know. Like real long tongue-like plant. And then at the base of it was one of those thousand babies plants growing. And I was looking at it and I accidentally brushed my arm on it. Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of like the little things start falling off. I was like, oh, crap, you know. And they fell down onto this entire plant section below it where they're growing all these new plants. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea where they fell. So then I go inside, talk to the guy. He's coming back out and telling me about the plants. He's like, yeah, anywhere they fall, they start growing. And I just kind of glance down to all (laughs) the... I'm like, oh my God, in just a few weeks, they're going to look down and every single one of these starter flower growing are just going to have all of these babies everywhere.
2: So plants are taking over Missouri and then the rest of the United States. I was out of breath yesterday doing something. It wasn't anything like too taxing, but I'm just out. Of, I'm just lazy. So uh, my wife thought I was mad and she's like, why are you being an ass? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you were huffing. I was
1: like, I was breathing <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's you like know I it's was maybe out of breath. You know, it's maybe time to bring the counselor back in when you're when you're upset about your partner breathing. <laughs> Would you just stop breathing, Jonathan? At our house, whenever I am the least bit upset about anything, it's like strange times. Like I just, I'm pretty yeah, easy yeah, going. I, I don't imagine. get all that upset about stuff. And so it could be, you know, something technology sometimes will irk me and I'll get upset or, mm-hmm. you know, didn't they see me upset at that stuff? Like, you know, there are levels of my anger, but, but anytime I am frustrated, my wife can tell. And immediately it's like, she's like, what did I do? what it like you know <laughs> why are you mad at, what, what you know are you mad at me she'll ask me are you mad at me i'm like no yeah. i i'm mad but i promise i'm not like you know and even <laughs> if it's even if it's involving something a, you know, like about her or a situation that she was involved in or whatever. I'm like, you know, there's there has to be a distinction be, between emotional reaction and like targeted anger. I'm not targeting any anger at you, I'm just having a reaction to a situation where I'm frustrated, you know. So, you,
2: um, I rode with you to a restaurant
1: when you were visiting one time. I don't know if you remember this,
2: and you were getting, I think you got irritated because you couldn't find a place, you couldn't figure out where to park. But uh, like I had never like it was just weird. It was like all of a sudden, like Aaron's like jolly composure turned to something that I can only describe as frightening to me because I had (laughs) never seen it before. And I was just like, what is going on? (laughs) and i was like your Uh, wife did i do
1: something yeah no that's it when you're this laid back everybody thinks like you know like if
2: you and then i figured out quickly you were just mad because you and you even said something like i hate i hate driving around these places and i can't find a place to park and then you started just sounding like my father-in-law so uh, but um, oh yeah that is i am definitely i'm going to be somebody's father-in-law soon i'm
1: sure and then there for like two
2: seconds though i was like oh no like i got evil aaron where did this come from
1: Uh, he's in there. He's in there. <laughs> hey, speaking of flowers, and then we'll get started. But um, when my wife and I went on our 25th anniversary trip, we saw this line of flowers in front of this home, and it was like this perfect line of long-stemmed, and then they have like little pink top and naked ladies. Yes, naked ladies. You know mm-hmm. of naked ladies? I had never. They're all too. over the place right now. I yeah. So it must be the season for them. <laughs> Like is, we should just take that sound bite out by the way and right just, now so the nobody knows it's about for naked ladies like is, there's is just a n- lot of naked ladies right now
3: right In everyone's yard there's naked ladies everywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. totally exposed <laughs>
1: I thought they were beautiful, and like, the the arrangement was kind of cool. I, I, I had never seen anything like it before in my life. I, okay, I should say this. I'd never been aware of seeing anything like it in my life. And it was one of those moments where as soon as we saw them and then identified them, we see them everywhere now and it's one of those cool human brain things where you think something doesn't exist and then all of a sudden it exists everywhere and I'm sure there's a term for this but
2: it's the time of year though right it's just the yeah this is just
1: when they're I don't know. We don't really have them.
2: I don't know if we have them really here as much. We don't have them in Michigan.
1: I just know in our mind, both my wife and I, in our mind, we had never seen them ever before, not just this year or in the last couple of years. Like it was a, a completely new thing to us. And we have lived in Missouri for mm-hmm. 10 years now so wow a decade we've lived here a decade now so this just in aaron has never seen a naked lady <laughs> <laughs> i saw my first
3: naked lady guys Aww. it's amazing oh, oh my goodness And it was in a non-pervy way <laughs>
1: <laughs> so my wife was like when she fit, found out what they were called she was like they're called naked ladies i was like cool do you want some i'll google naked ladies right now and she thought that was <laughs> no me, so. don't do
3: that what you're talking about has happened to me we have a flowering some kind of flowering uh, hardy bush in the back yard and like I've been cutting the flowers off of it not entirely sure if I'm pruning it correctly because mm-hmm. I've never seen one of these before and now that I'm looking for them I've seen them in other people's yards <laughs> this the the one that's in our yard is probably uh three feet by three feet you know it's like it's it's mm-hmm. taking up a pretty good amount of space. The one that I've I see down the street from us, I'm not kidding, is 20 feet tall. Wow, it's huge. Well, and is it's it like,
2: planted? Is it something you plant though, or is it just something that grows there? I
3: don't know, but it's crazy because it is. I mean, God, yeah, I think it's that tall. It's hard to tell as you're driving by, but it is. It is impressively tall. It is an ex- it's extreme. It's probably 10 foot. This whole bush is probably like 10 foot wide and just juts up into the sky. Right. And then it has some of the same exact flowers on part of it.
1: The naked ladies we saw didn't have any bushes, um, but I, <laughs> I, I think naked ladies with bushes would be beautiful, too. I listen. I you know you could put bushes with naked ladies and that would be great. But
3: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: It is called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. It has a oh. name and it it's called Bader-Meinhof. What, phenomenon. you guys realizing that there's new Naked flowers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that it, phenomenon you when you, it's a type of frequency illusion. It's that phenomenon where you finally learn something and then it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. so right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's basically, you just weren't ever paying attention to them. And now right. you're, and now, you now you you're, yeah. now you're aware. Is, yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: And also, that means you don't have to make up a new term for that, Aaron. <laughs> that's
1: right. Somebody already did it. Although, Bader Meinhof, I mean, come on. You could that's got to be someone's something name. That sounds,
2: yeah, that sounds familiar. That's, a, that's, a sci- that's somebody we've learned about in our past because mm-hmm. that sounds very familiar. Or it's like been in a movie. Well, now, you'll, something now
1: like... you'll see it everywhere. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Regulate my speed on the intro, Aaron. Don't do it too slow. <laughs> don't do it too fast. I'm gonna be second guessing myself.
3: God, I fucking hate Shark Week!
1: (laughs) Sorry, Danae.
3: God! Oh sorry.